Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 175. Yes, that's correct. We're back down in the basement to talk about another week of wrestling. We will always talk about AEW Dynamite, NXT, Impact Wrestling, although they spared me. And that Again. can't be good when I feel like I'm spared, because how much am I enjoying watching it when they do a week like this you're where like, okay, yeah, I'm relieved? Watching, yeah. Like, that's not good. But anyways, uh, what else do we do? Trivia, we do some news and rumors. We touch on main roster, not a whole lot. Definitely not our focus, but if you didn't see it or hear it, we did put out a full gear review. So if you're somebody that listens to this flagship show, as I call it, um, we did put out a full gear review. For once. On video and on audio because motivated by what, Jack? Mostly. Deathmatch. Right. The Texas Deathmatch between Swerve and Adam Page. We both loved it, loved Absolutely it, loved ballistic. it. As seems to be the consensus uh, if you're a person not named Jim Cornette. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I listened to like a 14-minute video of him ranting like... Every second, every detail, everything about it, he absolutely hated it. I don't know what's to, not to like. I mean, I, I, I can't say that because I do, but like to that extent, because like you can say it's not for you, and I'd understand it. Sure. But like you can't say it's not amazing. And for, for him, it's just he has this antiquated view of like this is how wrestling was in the, I don't know, sixties, seventies, like when even eighties when kayfabe was around. So to apply all of those same things. To when everybody knows it's... Kayfabe's all but dead. And it, it's that's, that's not even a recent thing. I I would argue that goes as far back as like the 2000s at, at most. And so for him, for me, to make insist on things being a certain way that was then doesn't make sense what is, now. How is the, how's that argument applied here? And I also think he now leans into it because it's his brand, right? Is curmudgeon who wants wrestling to be in a little how time capsule. How does that capsule. kayfabe view apply in this scenario he i can't remember all of his problems oh one of the specifics he said was if you're holding a staple gun in your hand why wouldn't you just hit the guy with it and that like irks him to no end wait what like hit instead of stapling he's him? like you basically have brass knuckles on your hand why wouldn't you just hit him with it you're and knock me him that out? would hurt more than the staples well you could knock him out i guess like so that's what he's but i'm like who cares like okay but if you want to like i'm, like, just, I'm not dumb, even but like the kayfabe argument could be like they don't want to just win like that. That was the whole thing in the match, right? Right, they, they to torture wanna, each other. Right, they wanted to beat the crap out of each other. So then in his kayfabe argument, I don't even think that works. But even if you want to go, you're not wrong. For you to care that much about one little detail and to dwell on that, to like, crap on that. I, I feel like that's the mindset of a person who doesn't want to enjoy it, right? You are no. coming into that not looking to enjoy it. He was dead and set you're on not. that already. Right. right. Yeah. So and And again, it's his brand. That's why... He can clip the little headline of him going off on it or whatever. And I, I watched it. So just because I think it's funny how it, is, it doesn't it's... make me mad or anything. It's just like you are so out of touch with how things are and what people, the way they want to consume wrestling and what they want to consume. Um, it is just funny. It is and crazy, so yeah, but... and just how sure he is that it's it, right. Like that you should do. You have to do this. You, he yeah. hates he hates Hangman Page for some reason. I, I, that makes me sad. But... I absolutely love Hangman Page. Because he seems like a good guy, and he's also amazing. I enjoy but him, too. back to the point. That match was like an, a, mat, an, a show elevating yes. uh, match, and pun intended, because speaking of elevating, there was also Will Ospreay. Yeah. In case you don't know, that's the name of his theme. It's elevated. So oh, that, I did that not know that. went over your head. It did. But, it definitely uh, did. Ospreay is here um, pre-contract yep. of sorts. Yeah, because um, he's what with New Japan until February, and it, that you liked that match so much that you were the one requesting we get down here and record. Yeah, I did rewatch it as well. Has not um, happened. 
And so with Osprey, I think that's interesting because there's that three-way at Wrestle Kingdom yeah. for the whatever the new title is going to be. Not the It says U.S. title, but obviously that's I think that's defunct and there's going to be like a new title. Yeah. Um, it's Osprey, Moxley, and Finley. No. And given Osprey's on his way out and Moxley's not there a lot. I <laughs> wonder. Uh, <laughs> Telegraph. Like, it kind of feels like David Finley. I don't want to say. I mean, Osprey could lose it in the month maybe. Or, I guess. Or still hold. I mean. Moxley's had the U.S. title when he was in AEW, so I can't he even has. say that. But it just seems likely that it's unfortunately Finley. But that's a digression. <laughs> it was a digression. And what else is going on with us non-wrestling-wise? Not too much. I don't know. Um, no. I'm going to an indie show tonight. You are working, so I think your brother's going to go with me to GCW. Not that GCW. Never that GCW. Great Canadian wrestling. It's going to be about 20 minutes from us. So I don't have to do anything else today after this. So... And then basketball with your brother. It's an hour and a half drive to, for him to play two games tomorrow. Fine. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'll be you got the house to yourself and working tomorrow? I got an eight hour, yeah. Yo, you got an eight hour. Oh, fun for you. Yeah. And you saw a movie and liked it. You can talk about that. Don't oh, spoil yeah. anything. Um, I, I just, my friend on Monday randomly asked me if I wanted to see the, there's that new Hunger Games prequel that came out the week prior to this week. Yeah, going I'm into so it, I did not think that was something that you would go see. No, I the only time I ever watched Hunger Games was the original one in grade nine because we read the book. Right. Um. But so it, what's it, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes? I think. Um. And I don't, I thought that was really good. Yeah, it was split in like three parts. It was like you were saying. But it it was really good. Yeah, the the third part of it's a little rushed, but I think generally it was really good. So I'm watching. I'm going back to the first ones. I finished the first movie the other day, and then now I'm like in the middle of the second one, and then I'll watch the last two over the rest of the weekend yeah or on monday and then by tuesday i'm gonna go again and i'll see that again because you like going to movies yeah i was slightly confused and you go to movies multiple times which is sometimes sometimes yeah i went to good. no way home three times so. right but um yeah because like i was confused but eventually you find your footing yeah when you're watching it so then i'll go back knowing what i'm doing and exactly. yeah um it was interesting if i found myself in kind of a logan paul scenario because um the one that I told you, the main girl who plays Lucy Gray Baird, mm -hmm. um, she's, uh, it's Rachel Zegler, and she's so annoying in those interviews when she talks about Snow White, like, I, I hate her. Yeah. But she ended up being, like, really good in it. So it's like, you know, you don't want to like yep, her. Yep, but you don't want to like but, it, but. But, but she's good, yeah. And then um, everyone's on the internet, especially females, are loving the Tom Blythe guy. I don't know who that uh, is. He's, he's, I think he's newish, but he's the, the main heartthrob. Yeah, you could say that. He gets a buzz cut and he looks exactly like Eminem. It's I just weird. googled him. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, he's probably, but yeah, it was it was nice. It, nice. It was cool beans. Something fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else is there to discuss really, banter wise. Um. Oh, happy Thanksgiving to any American listeners. All of our American. I listeners. texted my buddy Bark and was like, "Happy Thanksgiving. We do ours early and we don't like down there. It is a huge, huge deal." Not this. not so much like it's a here. Thing. It's just like it's oh, a thing, and you generally get together with family. But it's like they're, it's a big deal down there. Well, yeah, because like Survivor cool. Series used to be a Thanksgiving thing. Starcade used yep. to be like, it's and I got all the thing. turkey matches on Impact this week. That's basically all it was was highlights of old turkey matches and one new match. Didn't they so. call it a turkey bowl or something? It's the gravy bowl turkey trot or something weird like that. But anyways, I don't know. I remember seeing. I forget what it was called though. It was lots of fun. Uh, I don't know, are you ready to talk about wrestling specific, although we kind of already have been, but a little bit. get more specific about it in our first segment where we'll take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors.
All right, so ratings. I was just scouring the internet. Couldn't figure out why there's no AEW ratings, but I think it's just because it's the Thanksgiving weekend, possibly. So I got nothing for them, but I do have NXT. So they averaged 622,000 viewers, down 11.5%, and earned a 0.19 in the key demographic, down 9.5%. It is the lowest audience total for the show since August 29th. And I guess just as they've stopped featuring more prominent main roster people, the right because like, it peaked with Zylee is not a draw. Not a. I mean, they're still yes, sending people down and mixing them in because there was uh, Alpha, right? Alpha Academy and Zylee this week, but it's not the same as uh, Becky Lynch, basically, or Seth Rollins, or Seth Rollins, and I mean Dom's always around, right? And a bit of Judgment Day or generally lurking somewhere, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't... Well, this is a big draw. Oh, right. They don't have Dana Brooke anymore. They do not. Released, unfortunately. She's too good. Uh, what do you have for news? I didn't think I... I don't have a ton, but... You're so good. Found we we don't even want you anymore. That's right. You make everyone else look so bad. That's all. <laughs> I, I mean, that's not even a lie. <laughs> that's true. She that's, does... Technically, that could be true. I guess. Um. So, the first thing I got this week was... I got earlier was... um. Juice Robinson set uh, to be out of action for a little while after I had, I think suffering I had a back injury. I think uh, reportedly might need surgery. Yes. Um, which that's sad because, I mean, I think we'll be sadder than most, but I love Juice Robinson. We are quite enjoying him. Although hopefully he can, he's the type of guy that I, he can be around in a non-wrestling vote, capacity yeah, and still entertain. Honestly, because what was it? When Jay White came out um, with the guns, like they did their cool entrance and whatever, but like Juice wasn't there. So yeah. honestly, if you just have Juice in their entrance every week, that would honest that would make the show better. Just for his expressions and body language, and let him say a few things. I don't things. mean to see him wrestle. He's just yeah. funny. Depending, although back surgery, obviously, you're that's true. You're gonna that's be laid true. up for a while. I, I so I had that too, and I I found no time t- table was given for recovery. Um, not expected to be quote an extremely drawn out absence. So Barring maybe. Setbacks. Out for at least the rest of this year, right? Would yeah, be the, that's would be the uh, thought. That sucks, though, because um, both Bull, Bull are awesome. They're probably my favorite. Yeah, group going. Um, so for any of them to be out is it's a missing piece. But hopefully, Juice is not out too long because he's hilarious. Well, yeah, he is. We enjoy him. One he, of the things. Jam. Did you? I can't remember. Did we know and did you mention last week what the full entrance were for the Continental Classic? Because I have the groups. Did we talk about uh, that yet? No, but I I have it in my Dynamite notes. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. so I won't do it here. So then another injury, and it comes up on Dynamite, is MJF is apparently dealing with hip and shoulder injuries after full gear. Yeah, so my friend actually texted me about that, and I didn't see it first, but then I found something about it, and then yeah. I was like, immediately... Apparently the elbow drop... That's what sprung up to ...from the top from, yeah. to the floor when the table had already collapsed, right? Yeah. Um, is where he injured It looked his... awesome. Hey, it hats did. off to him for still doing yep. that, because it looked awesome, but yep. um, clearly it came at a price. And then you know how he took the top rope Uranagi from White? Mm-hmm. Apparently, he hurt his shoulder doing that one. So not expected to miss TV time, obviously. Those both look sweet, though. So. We did see him on Dynamite this week, so he's not missing TV. But non-wrestling capacity, while he heals so, up... Samoa Joe will protect him. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. He will. Yeah. While he heals up before uh, World's End. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw BTE is reportedly dead. I saw that too. Taking time off and BT's not expected to be on hiatus, but finished. It's funny because we haven't talked about any of these, but I seem to have like details from the stories you have. Yeah. So yeah, I have that. um, They haven't been on it in like a month. That the sabbatical will likely result in them returning as heels as part of a heel stable. 
uh, that Meltzer says they're looking to do a heel group with Brandon Cutler, who's the one I think that reported that they're on sabbatical and the BTE. Why is, is Brandon Cutler reporting things? Isn't he close enough to them that he would just know? Or he's like telling people, I guess. Reported no, but might he's be like word. saying sources close to the box. And I'm like, aren't you a source close to the box? Yeah, like, right. it's just kind of weird to me. And also, a- heel faction with Brandon Cutler doesn't exactly sound promising unless he's like when when they were in the elite with omega he was like the cold first that was kind of funny unless he's yeah if he's just doing that again then i'm okay with that so they're speculating that or they're saying that someone has been talked about for the group but involvement is not certain would you care to guess who that is not somebody you know? yeah they have a name here not omega somebody who uh, let me say it this way wouldn't be a no because they're not currently with the company because they weren't allowed to be punk ziggler very closely related to that when Punk was Ace there, Steel? who did he not want there? Cole Cabana? Yeah. What? Why would you? And why is that? Like, I don't. No, no offense. I've never enjoyed Cole Cabana. I he never loved never... him, but I don't mind him in small doses. And I liked that one time he came on Dynamite after Punk got suspended because that made me chuckle. I just don't. If they brought, if they had brought back Cole Cabana right after Punk got fired, I would have enjoyed it because I think that would be really funny. And I but... want to like him because I hate Punk, but cabana just that's doesn't the only do thing i like me. about him doesn't do it for um, me no and a serious heel thing is not he's literally the opposite of that i would put the bucks like honestly like he, you could put them in with don Callis. i'm just saying you could you could do that i mean i do like that it's like newer guys that are like that haven't gotten their shot yet and yeah. i like that but i would be okay with the bucks in there if you wanted to put them against kenny yeah like that would be okay with me but um i or you could have Ozzy open as the tag team of that group, obviously. I want Kenny singles only. I do like Kenny at singles. At this point. Uh, I like the heel elite, though, when they were like the yeah. mega heels. 2021 elite was peak form. And the Bucks recently filed to trademark the term killing the business KTB wrestling as well. So I don't know if that's like a faction name or what that's going to be. Um, they're, they're, It's in their theme song. Right. And then also their, their book was... Um, it's... Their brand, it was I in guess. the book title or something like yeah. that. It's something like that. That's all something. the news I have. So if you have anything um, else, it's all you. Two teams listed on the Survivor Series program. I don't. Sorry, I what? On this, this is a Survivor Series program, I guess, because I like, got the shop. I did see someone oh, buy like Survivor Series like an program, actual, like, like a book, physical. Thing. Yep, yeah, I got you. Like you can get people signed. Yep. Um, apparently, like the official event program lists um, Gallus and Authors of Pain on the roster listing. Really? It could be uh, TV bound soon. That yeah, that seems like a slip up in like publishing something too. That's why I'm wondering. I would like to see that because I'm wondering why they're in like some official thing. Like I don't know, especially authors of pain. That's a little maybe something like they were initially supposed to be up by then, and now they aren't, and they didn't. Yeah, like I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, I'm curious about that, but yeah, I guess that's it. Is curious. I guess that's neat. Yep. Uh, and Dante Martin is reportedly nearing his oh, good. return after his freak accident. So then it's his brother's turn to hurt himself again. Like yeah. whose turn is it? They're like AOP because AOP kids. kept getting hurt. Yeah. And then like when they got their break with the when they were with Messiah Rollins. Yeah. And then one of them got injured again. and They got released. Oh, Dante's was the foot, right? The, the destroyer through the two teams. Yeah, that was nasty. The mega destroyer. Yeah. That was that gross. was him. Yeah. That was his uh, Sid Vicious. It was it was gross his foot was on the wrong direction no uh then finally carlito's replaced by dragon lee against santos escobar on survivor series that's they, an upgrade i feel like angle yeah probably i'd prefer to watch that probably yeah and we will storyline wise i feel like it's not as good but in ring wise it's an upgrade what are the chances you enjoy a war games match so much that we have to come down and record that review maybe 
percent. Maybe chance. the men's one. The women's one honestly seems really lame because it's like it's damage control. Damage control, but like Oscar's in the damage control now. I don't understand why. I saw that. I don't. I, was I don't doing get my it. Research. I really don't get it. And then they're facing Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, and Shotzi, which. Good start. You have Shotzi in there. Yeah. Uh, second of all, they're doing Can They Coexist with Charlotte and Becky. Not um, to spoil my predictions, but my assumption immediately was that Shotzi's there to get pinned. My assumption is that, not to spoil my pick, Can They Coexist? Yeah, I bet they can. <laughs> so there's that. Um, honest, I I have decent hopes for the men's war games. I think it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it should be. There's... I think like Judgment Day are awesome, and I'm really happy Jaden McDonough's in there because I love him. I wrote in my picks. Uh, my wishful thinking is that he gets the cover somehow, but he, he Heck, won't. man, even um, Escobar match could be really good yeah. too, right? And the Intercontinental, what do we got there? Gunther and Miz. Miz nah. Stark, Ripley could be okay. It could. I um, mean, I The men's of... War Games is pretty good, though, because you have Cody, who's good. Yep. Uh, Jay's good. Love Rollins. Zayn's really good. Orton, we'll see. Orton's really the, I don't know, here, because he's been here, gone forever. Yep. McIntyre's good. Priest is good. Balor's good. Dom's fine. JD's good. So You pointed out to me I'm good. older than Randy Orton today? Yes, you're older than Randy Orton. <laughs> what? How old is he? 44? 43. 43? Yeah. Oh. You, got, you got a few on him. Young man. Um, But yeah, so we'll, we'll preview some of our shows later, though. We will. That's just a little bit. Makes up for the lack of impact this week. Um, But anyways, is that Which it for I'm news? I'm sure will result in a ratings drop for us absolutely we have that big impact wrestling following they're yeah. going to be raging about me not reviewing the matches that were old because yeah. i barely watched them but that's, i did that's ageism you're discriminating the old matches but i did find that there was a an era that i was not aware of that i thought like i'd watch mid 2010s of, probably like that, that what was, it was that makes sense because i think because that was six side ring, right? I think. Because I was texting Jack was at work, and I'm texting him. Garza was an impact. I don't know when I saw that, but I think it was like because you know sometimes on Instagram they'll post like old matches like in the build up to something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And you know, Escobar you know was there and under a mask as Phantasmo. I think yeah, it was. he was. That's where he was. El Hijo del Fantasma. And then Garza was there. I think he was Garza Junior. And Laurel Van Ness, who I don't remember seeing there. And then like. And some other guy I'd never heard of. But I think that was probably mid 2010s was when they went back to the six sided ring. Yes. And also that was probably before or close close to the GFW uh, debacle. So that's like probably an, I can't imagine you're watching during that. No, era, I was not. That was I think we started rewatching or at least you did went after GFW because yeah. when we went in 2018, that was after all that nonsense. And they went back to Impact. And yeah. Aries was there and whatever. So there was a few people I remembered, so I was close and around that era, but definitely a chunk of them I was like, really? Huh. Anyways, uh, I guess it's time to talk about some wrestling, and the first thing we do is get really in-depth about our favorite show every week, and that is AEW Dynamite. <laughs> okay, talk about Dynamite. <laughs> Weird. Uh, the first thing we have was the rules of the Continental Classic, the round robin tournament. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, it's not single elimination. It's you not like one and you're out. Uh, it's like everyone faces everyone in their block. There's a two round, groups. Round robin. Round robin. Everyone faces everyone, and whoever has the most points, I think you get it's like G one, a mini G one, mini G one. You get a semifinal for both blocks, and the winners of each group will face off at World's End. Uh, it's three points for a win, one point for a draw, 20-minute time limit, everyone's banned from ringside, something about repercussions there, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, the gold league, uh, year six, is Swerve Strickland. <coughs> our boy. Sorry. Swerve Strickland, our boy, fresh off said death match. Jay Lethal, questionable choice, but solid in the ring. Roosh, um, under, Love Roosh. underrated, so that's, under that's a good one. Underused, for sure, I think. Uh, Jay White, another one of my boys, fantastic. John Moxley, my forever guy. And Mark Briscoe. <laughs> your ride or die, please. Can you... Death, ride or die. <laughs> nice. Mm. And Briscoe. And Mark Briscoe, who's another somewhat questionable choice for me, but I don't hate Mark Briscoe. Um, he's he's solid. And you have to have somebody to yeah. lose matches. I just wish they'd like, pick right? more interesting people to lose, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. No, no offense to him or lethal, but they're not exactly. I don't know. Anyways, then we got the blue league, which is those matches starting on collision. So it feels like there's a dynamite league in a collision. Oh, league so a there is kind of right. Like we'll kind be of. a bit out of the loop. We'll watch some. I'm, I'm gonna at least watch some. Like when they get okay. to Danielson and Andrade. Yeah, I will too. Andrade, Certain Claudio, Danielson, Claudio. Yeah, those are. There's three matches at least. Yeah, which will all have to be different weeks. So maybe I'll watch every week. I don't know. You never know. It's uh, a smart League, plan then for them. Blue League is Brody King, Daniel Garcia, Brian Danielson, Andrade El Idolo, Eddie Kingston, and Claudio Casagnoli. Um, Garcia and Brody King are the questionable choices there, but not horrible choices again. And it's I'm, just like, and I love to see them wrestle. So yeah, and Eddie Kingston, like what, the situation with his belts is confusing. So I think it's just now. The winner gets this modern triple crown of the new Continental Championship, which is a new championship, and then the ROH title and the New Japan Strong title, which is a odd trio of belts there. So do you? They have to have like. Do you think they're gonna ha- absorb the Ring of Honor title at eventually? Because you like. I don't think so. Because then that kind of kills the whole brand. I don't understand what's going on with all these belts. I think it's just like, and a they haven't run. explained it very well. Like I think it's like a J crown. I guess where it's just like this conglomerate of belts. Too which, many belts. I don't know, it's weird. It's I don't mind like if you have two belts because then you can hold both of them. But once you get three belts, <laughs> now you gotta wear one of them that's, at all times. That's your problem with it. Like, I mean, would it look cool? Probably. Yeah. But like, I, you can only wear so many belts. I think the max you can wear is four because you have like you do the thing that MJF is doing or the Kurt Angle thing where you, you wear you up. wear two yeah. and you hold two. Yeah. But then what are you gonna do with your hands? You know. Um. The matches we have tonight are Gold League. We have Swerve, Lethal, Switchblade, Roosh, and Mox Briscoe. Um, looking at TJR's review when I was looking for um, to borrow notes, uh, he agrees with me. I would say Swerve or Switchblade to take this. Here's my Swerve is the front runner. Concern. Hmm. Aren't they above this already? I would argue Swerve Strickland is above this whole tournament already, and Maybe. they shouldn't win it because I feel like but the trajectory I... he's on specifically is beyond this tournament. Yes, but. So I don't I'm, think his time in the main event is now just b- based on what's going true. on. Like he's gonna have to wait regardless. I think winning this for him would be a big thing that he like a feather in his cap. And for me, I'll feel like that'd it's be a huge thing. Less of a thing because he just beat Hangman Page in Three like belts. a match of a lifetime. Three belts. Three belts that are like light years away from the main event scene. Well, one of them's new, so I, <laughs> that's that's ju- arguable. Yeah. So I, but at the same time, I don't need him losing along the way either because that's not going to help them so i'm kind of in this situation with a few people in this tournament i think swerve i feel like danielson it. swerve and all, maybe jay white are beyond this tournament yeah but danielson, i don't know what to do about that danielson i think is more than fine because he's not wanting and he doesn't to, mind losing either he does a he doesn't mind losing b he doesn't want to go to the main event anyway he doesn't right. want the title so and i think like something like this because you know he wants to do the g1 like the thing this is something he wants to do yeah. and like that makes more sense i think switchblade i feel like 
it's kind of okay because he he did have his crack at the main event. I think he is a main event guy. It's just now he's you're kind of on the downswing. Yeah, and I think this is something to keep him prominent and maybe he wins and maybe he doesn't. I think Swerve. I think winning this whole thing would be good for him because that's like if he can't be in the main event because maybe he's not in the plans right now. It's you got Samoa Joe, whoever the devil he is. Should be. He should be. Yeah. That's what but I'm saying. I'm saying the time is maybe just not right because he I would guess. have to be factored. I mean, I would say you could put him against MJF easily, but. I guess my thing is Swerve will never be hotter than he is now, and I don't feel like winning this tournament is striking while the iron's hot. You know what I mean? I think it I think it could be. Um I think I hope so. I hope you're right. My dream is that he sweeps the whole thing. That's how you keep him hot. I think Swerve I think cause you can't do the whole thing with you can't have more than one person undefeated, right? Yeah. I feel like Swerve deserves that. You have him sweep the block and have him be Whoever in the finals, like Danielson, Andrade, I don't know, but like have him beat everybody. And I guess maybe my complaint is more the tournament doesn't feel that. It kind of feels like it came out of nowhere, and there's lots of cool Somewhat. people in it, but it doesn't feel super prestigious. I to feel me like if we had a point. couple more bigger card guys, it might also help. Just because, like, no offense, but like that's what I'm saying with Lethal and Briscoe, even Roosh uh, and Garcia, Brody and Casignoli. Like those guys, like. I like them all. Don't get me wrong, and I do. I do agree with your point that like someone needs to lose, but for something to feel really big time, they're not exactly people I would put in here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Swerve, Switch, Mox, um, Danielson, and Eddie. Maybe Andrade. Even like even Andrade, his star is not exactly high up right mm-hmm. now, so it doesn't feel like an overly big thing. So I don't. Know, it depends on how they present it. I think so far, like, I think they. They started strong tonight. Uh, yeah, I do too. Um, I think what would have helped me is if they'd started talking about this a long time ago, maybe even had qualifying matches, maybe even had segments and promos where people are talking about wanting to be in it and wanting I to would have liked, it. like, now that, that you mentioned that, me maybe, like, when the G1 was going on, they could have talked about, like, wanting, right. Danison could have brought up wanting to do something like that. Like, because I know Danison's wanted to do something like this, like, he's wanted yeah. to be in the G1, and... It made sense when they announced it, but it did come out of the blue, kind it of. Did. And then they just announced most of the people on YouTube before the show. Without anyone saying, like, I really want to be in it or, or whatever, right? So, I don't know. I think they just could have sold this tournament to me better, and yeah. then I'd be more on board and with there's Swerve. No, it was, like, winning. half people declaring for it, too, because I think with Swerve and Switchblade, you can make the argument, like, Swerve just won a huge match, so he gets his way in here because he, yeah. he just beat Hangman Page twice. So that makes sense. Switchblade, yes, he lost, but he just came off. Like, he nearly beat MJF, so I think that's decent. And then, like, what, Eddie Kingston and Mark Briscoe just declared for it. Danison was yeah. just announced as the first guy, <laughs> yeah. Andrade. Like, and then what's the case for Brody King? He just lost a tag title ladder match. Tag title ladder match, by He's the way. He's a big guy. Daniel Garcia, no offense to him. We like Danny Garcia, we do. but... He's an ex-Jazz guy who's been floating around with 2.0 and a J&J Hager. Like, you're going to put him in here? Right. And Claudio, I mean, he just beat Buddy Murphy, but who hasn't beaten Buddy Murphy? No offense. Love Buddy Murphy. I love Buddy Murphy, but, like, and Lethal just lost to Eddie Kingston. He so did. I digressed. Anyways. Sorry, that was a long talk It was, but that. tournament looks good. It's just there are some guys with it, but I think they can pull off a good tournament if they book it right. Yep. So, um, oh, I'm the really, matches will be good, no doubt. Matches will be good. I'm really pulling for Swerve to get a sweep here. And speaking of Swerve, he's kicking us off uh, against Jay Lethal in a Gold League match. Mm-hmm. And no Nana, unfortunately, so Swerve's just yeah. like normal. I also notice his tights are the ones he wore in the Mogul affiliate days, pre-Embassy. I think he might be my favorite wrestler in the world right now, Swerve. He's up there for me. He's 
I mean, he's he's so good. Always loved him, but in his current form, this is like peak, just mega. This evil is his prime for sure. Comic book villain is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's found his stride for sure. Um, I don't know why he would ever go back to WWE. No. Um, there was a nice suicide dive from Lethal, and we actually had a hiccup watching this. If you remember, what do you mean? Watching Dynamite. Oh yeah, did we ever? We I don't know. Again, the new cable system we're on. I keep complaining about constantly we recorded it and it would just play a black screen and then we tried to find it through other means and that was also not working so we actually didn't watch dynamite until last night which was friday night we watched all last night so it's a little fresh in the mind and then i went back and the same recording just worked for some reason there was something good i was gonna oh but i will say since i try to be fair we do rip on our current cable right now even though it's saving us like 60 bucks a month that's the bottom line but um we can record the paper. We still have full gear, yeah. So With on Rogers, the previous, it we, was you would what you'd get it for like forty eight hours. You'd buy it like a pay per view, right? And like it was gone. Now we so buy it and it's recorded. I bought it, but I also recorded it, so I think. So now I could still watch, watch that match, that if match we anytime yeah. we want. So and, that's a like cool many, feature. So that was nice, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Because what it was like, I think was it might have been Wednesday when we I don't know it was like Tuesday or Wednesday we saw it and I was like oh it's still there yeah or like I think I noticed I think when I was watching it's there now. So that's cool. File um, that under irrelevant to anybody listening to this, but there you go. Fun fact. Irrelevant to even anybody out of Canada, because <laughs> yeah, uh, is Bell American? I don't know. No, Rogers is no for sure. Here. Alexander Graham Bell, man, invented the telephone, mm. hence the company mm. that you're now giving free advertising to. Who's Rogers? To the then? millions of people that love our show. <laughs> yeah, get, get Bell if you want. The I millions, guess. plus or minus a few. <laughs> Uh, roll through flatliner from Swerve. There was a nice diving elbow from Lethal for two. Um, Swerve was had been targeting the knee the whole match, so he uh, had this like interesting like stretch muffler. Oh yeah, aka Brock Lock half crab. Uh, yeah, it was hybrid cool. submission that was really cool. But Lethal got a rope break, and then I thought the finish was cool. Lethal or sorry, Swerve counted Lethal injection with a kick to the leg. Like when Lethal was doing the handspring, he yep. kicked like the inside of his leg, so that was cool. Then he followed with the house call, which never fails to just be on point and uh swerve stomp pick up the win for swerve he's up three points in the tourney so far really good opening match it's like it's a lethal paced match if you know what i mean he just always it's never like breakneck speed but it's steady and there's all kinds of good action and swerves perfectly fine to work that style too so it's just a little weird i think the only thing that was weird to me was the heel heel Yes, but here. it's easily explained by it's a tournament. Yeah, no, didn't... that's that's the that's the excuse there, right? Um, and I mean, obviously, there was no doubt Swerve was winning here, but I still quite enjoyed this. I lethal matches are always around that, like if you were to rate it to me, like three and a half star match, pretty much for TV all matches. The time. He's always good, like I quality, agree. right? Like he's. Um, he's never going to do much in AEW because I think he's in the latter stage of his career, and he's just like he's not the most interesting out of the hand, ring. But he, unfortunately, he, uh, yeah, it's it's a little condescending, but he he really is a great hand. Like he's he's just he's still in the ring, and yeah, here um it it was a really strong opener. I thought um, me too. Good start to the tournament as well. It's basically what we'll be looking at the whole tournament. It was just good ring in ring action, not a lot of story other than the tournament, but it's right. not like it really needs to be. Um, sort of had some nice like turning throughout though. Uh, I thought that hybrid submission he had was really cool. Me too. I don't think I've seen that before. Uh, finish was well done too. It was somewhat short, but we got a twenty minute time limit on these, so it makes sense. Yep. I think this one was like thirteen minutes or yeah. something. Nice, good, good nice, length nice for steady TV. one. Yeah. Uh, then we get Renee interviewing Orange Cassidy, Katsuyori Shibata, and Hook. No last name. Um, 
Wheelie Yuna interrupts as Cassie's going to announce something. Mm. Uh, he <laughs> congratulates Cassidy on his win. He says it took 17 orange punches, a Pretty beach much. break, and an exposed turnbuckle. Something like that. I Fair. Mean, give or take a 10. Six, yeah. Half <laughs> uh, dozen, though. Yeah. Um, he taunts Hook and says Shibata walking around with his title makes him sick, even though it's been like, they literally said, I think, I don't know how, if I'm remembering it right, uh, on his nameplate, he said 236 days, so. Oh, yeah? It's been a while, Yuta. It has. Uh, he wishes him luck on his title defense on ROH. I already forgot he's done. Oh, Trent, because he's, yeah. he's pure. Nope, he's on a run, so, you know, he's a top contender. He d- it's weird, because he just <laughs> challenged Christian for the TNT title the other week, so. Trent's time, I guess. It's his turn to um, not win anything. Yeah, and Yuta says, <laughs> Yuta says it, he'll take his title back. Um, I thought it was solid. Yuta sounded pretty good. The orange p- punch comment made me chuckle, but it feels like they've already done him and Shibata a few times, so it's not overly interesting to me. Like, Shibata yeah. beat him for the title, and I feel like they already did the thing where Yuta was like, I want my title it back. It does feel familiar. And now it's been, like, even longer, so it's like, why still? And I assume I thought he's feeding with Hook too. The vibe of this, I I thought this was like a setting up a rampage thing. Yes, Shibata Yuta on rampage. It is rampage. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I, then I didn't pick up on that. Um, Yuta has improved on the mic for they didn't sure. Didn't announce that here, but I just knew already. Oh, you did. If that's what it felt like without knowing. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Had that vibe of a match. I probably <laughs> it's won't just see. like that's how they do. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to watch that, but like I probably won't. And I thought that this group on the screen is evidence that this company has too much gold. Because Cassidy and Hook and Shibata, uh, one of them I would argue is like a above mid card belt worthy person, and then the other people, not Cassidy? so much. No, yeah, he is. And then Shibata and whatever. Right? Hey, like, I like Shibata. Shibata. Me too. But I like Shibata. I would argue that one is of he a them gold bearer for your company. I don't know. Yeah. If you have twenty belts, maybe it's okay because Shibata's not always there, so it's True. like he's he's like half. He is good. Gold. I don't mean. To. I like Shibata. Me too. I, I do. Uh, and then I would argue that one of them sucks butt because his belt's not real. Well, that too. So that they even belt. have you don't have enough real belts now. You got to have fake ones too. Yeah. So I don't. Now that we mention it, why is this belt still here? I don't know. I don't. So, like I liked it as because. The whole thing with what in ECW was that what wasn't Shane Douglas out or something in Taz because he's like the uncrowned champion. Yeah, they I did that so. same thing with in the in 2020 when remember Moxie was out for a week because it was like it was the pandemic, so I'm mm-hmm. sure it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And Cage got the belt like that made sense, right? Remember when Cage was being pushed? That's weird. That is. Weird. Anyways, he got the belt. That makes sense. Brian Cage. Brian Cage. Not Christian. Brian Cage. Yeah, <laughs> Christian, Christian gets the FTW get title from Taz. Yeah, but like no, so Brian Cage got that made sense. And Team Taz, it was all it was all cool and whatever. And then I I, I kind of like when Ricky Starks had it because he and Ricky Starks, like the fake title thing kind of felt like something that would work for him. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Hook. It's like he has it because he's has his son. And yeah. it's just that belt. Like, and he I'm, doesn't lose unless it's a like team match. Jack basically. Perry had it for no reason. Honestly, I wish Jack Sorry, Perry killed devil. it. Sorry, the devil. Can you refer to him as the devil? I wish Jack Perry killed it because now this belt, it's like nothing. It's... I'm not saying it ever meant really meant something, but like it now didn't. it's just like an eyesore. And one of twenty in the company. Yeah, and with all the real belts we have, do we really need an unsanctioned belt? We definitely do not. It doesn't even like look as cool as other belts because it's just circles. <laughs> Anyways. True. Anyways, another then digression. Hear, then we hear from MJF and Adam Cole. Cole's on crutches. MJF's got a cane. It's a great day for. He looked like he was legit struggling to get in the ring. MJF? Yeah. Yeah. Whether uh, maybe he's just really good. Uh, actor, at least he's got but... the kayfabe like injury to kind of. Yeah. You know, there's that he can sell instead of point- putting on like the whatever real injuries he has. Yeah. 
Uh, he talked about, he said he learned that Jay White is one of the best professional wrestlers in the world, but nobody is on the level of the devil. He said that he has the most successful title fences of all time, the youngest of all time, longest reigning of all time. He said he's the best AEW world champion of all time. Um, and he said none of that's possible without his bro Chacha for life. And the fans were chanting Adam like Roger. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Uh, there Cole was a said, sign with it spelled out like that too. Yeah. Um, Cole said it was great to be back in Chicago. It's also great there to still the ROH tag champs. Thanks to a little help from Samoa Joe. He said he's not even close to walking yet, much less wrestling. That makes me sad. Uh, he said he'll work hard to come back 100% be the best that he's ever been. He said it feels like the entire world's gunning for Max. He mentioned the devil and his goons. MJ said you don't have to worry about him. He's going to send him, or he said wherever the hell he sends him is going to feel like heaven. Devil mask guy appears on screen, chuckles or something. Uh, chuckles and giggles, we'll say. Uh, and then it ended quickly. I don't think it was a giggle. But and I'm because giggle. you said ahead of time people are saying it's Jungle Boy, I think I heard Jungle Boy in there. I don't. Where, so I don't I know don't if know. I if if you hadn't said anything, Placebo maybe I never would have picked on it. Is that picked up on it? But I works? feel like there's something there. I don't. It doesn't think mean so. that there. It is like it doesn't mean that they won't switch who it is or whatever. But like, I don't know, man. You planted that seed in my brain, so I can't tell if I actually heard it or if I was just. But anyways, I thought I heard I Jungle like, Boy in I'll there. I'll talk about it again after, but it's, I just I really don't want to be him because that just feels like a disappointment to me. Depends how they do it. I don't know. Depends I, how they explain. I don't everything. care what they do. It it would <laughs> it wouldn't like come on. You can't. That wouldn't pale in comparison to Cole being like because the whole thing with Cole and MJF is who's going to turn on who. Yes. So you're and then. It, it's revealed that Cole's the one who's been trying to cost him matches, taking out his allies. Like that would be crazy, especially if we had Kyle Riley in the kingdom. Maybe That'd that turn will come later and different and better. I don't know. That's that would be disappointing. I don't. I don't know. I. I it's possible. I didn't hear it, but it felt yeah. like maybe um, that is. Mojo May's entrance and came out to with be with them, and he said that MJF should be celebrating two wins because he talked about them retaining the Arby's tag titles, and the deal is that he gets a shot his title. MJF says breath smells like a skunk. Uh, and he had some thoughts on the deal. And he said, he clearly said, um, blow me, but it was bleeped out. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of bleeping on, on this episode yeah, in like, Canada. At least twice in this yeah. segment alone. Yeah. Uh, Joe grabbed him by the collar and Cole showed saying he'll talk to MJF. Um, he said M he said the fans love him, Jeff, not because he's a great wrestler, but because he's changed and he's a man that makes things happen. He tells him to be a man of his word and honoring his deal. Um, MJ says to Joe that he wouldn't be the first ROH legend that he'd be in Chicago twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh. <laughs> M. Jeff wants or he won an AEW title match tonight, and Joe said no to now because he knows MJF isn't healthy. He wants to fully hold Max to face him so he has no excuses. He said that by world's end, he should be nice and chipper. And so then MJF summarized the whole thing. He said, world's end, Nassau Coliseum, and I'll be damned if this becomes my new Kia form, okay? I've had enough with the Kia form. You're not going to drill the Nassau Coliseum Maybe. into my head, okay? No more. I This is where I draw the line, all right? Um, and it's in Long Island. Which is MJF's home. Boo, he got booed. And MJF, yeah. MJF says he's got him a deal. Um, Joe said MJF is his property now. And now he'll, whenever he sees him, he has his back until then. Uh, nobody's going to touch him. And then he said he's going to strangle him and take the title in front of his family. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Joe was my favorite part of this. I like, because he's going back to, there's something else he said weeks ago about MJF and the internet. So in this one, when he goes like, 
Because I know you'll just get on the internet and start saying how you were yeah. hurt and blah, blah, blah when I beat you. And I don't want that. So I'm going to protect you. So, I mean, regular listeners of this show probably know I'm immediately going to go. This segment was too long because mm. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of ultra lengthy segments. Not, And that's not to say everybody did their job really well. It's just I don't ever think you need to go this long. Um, I guess I'm learning I'm more of like a, I would be like, take two, three minutes off this and add it to the matches, right? And give me a little more of the good matches in the tournament. But um, I really like Joe's part in this. Um, yeah, I think he's fantastic. I, I wish there was a chance he'd beat MJF because I'm not loving this reign. Like MJF's having awesome matches and all of that, but I don't know. He doesn't. Something about some of the storylines he's in don't feel championship to me. So I no, some of them don't. I think but, the uh, the thing with Bullet Club Goal is really nice, and then Acclaim kind of brought it down just because like the the devil thing does feel big to me. It's just it'll depend on how yeah how it works out. So if no, they another thing is no offense to Jack Perry, but I don't see him as a main title guy. Buddy, he's a pillar. Have you forgotten? He's who are the pillars again? It's them, Darby. Guevara, and Darby. No offense. Jack Perry might be the least of them. And maybe I'm just being harsh because I don't want it to be him. MJF but. for sure is. Is any of the other ones? Darby. Hey, Darby. Darby, Allen. I would argue. Darby absolutely deserves to be. Guevara? So I don't know anymore. So you need to put those two on opposite corners. Yeah. So for, like For the they, most support. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Guevara and Jack Perry are, are questionable at this stage. Still possible, sure. but it has... They like, only got in a world title program because it was the four pillars. MJF, it's happened. Jungle or uh, Darby Allen, you could argue it's almost happened. Or I would say Darby's a pillar with title or no title because he's just like, I don't yeah. know. He is fantastic. And the other two, we'll see. The other two, yeah. I don't know. Maybe but, with the devil thing, I don't know. But I, I just thought MJF, there's too much of him pandering at the beginning. They could have trimmed this down a little and I would have liked it more. But yeah. it, not that it was bad. I think part of the thing that's not wearing his reign is not even his fault because again, Cole being out really I think so. Changed really the direction. Cut this at the knees mm -hmm. big time. Because Unless it's all a work. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. that I was telling you he super amazing. kicks him with the boot on. That would be incredible. Takes it off and starts walking around. That would be actually crazy. It That would be incredible acting if he's been not hurt this whole time. Mm -hmm. That'd be crazy. And Britt was involved tweeting and sending out x-rays and stuff. <laughs> and that fun. would be like the work of the century. Right? That would be, it would be crazy. I mean, I would love that. But no, because I feel like I'm just random because like, I don't think the baby facing is the issue. I think it's just that like the Cole, Cole being here. I think Cole being here in this one helped because yeah. I like their dynamic a lot more than just babyface MJF because that there's always a disconnect for me because he's, he's an all time villain. Right. And maybe with it, like Cole MJF being, suddenly cut short sent them in multiple directions to try and figure something out yeah i, I think they're kind of scatterbrained right like yeah because i think when when mjf and cole started it was going really strong and i think it kind of just and now it's just i don't even know but yeah i think his reign it's it's still good for me but the matches have been great i've matches have been really great, liked yeah. every one um but yeah i think this joe story is a good one though so that'll yep. help get things back on track because it definitely feels main event to me and joe's Definitely deserving. Um, I thought this was pretty good. I'm glad they got Cole for this because, I, like I said, I think MJF, his his baby face stick is just so much better with Cole around. It 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 really it's a good it's a lot it's a better balance. Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to say. I think so. Um, I like when like because he decided not to honor the deal and that's 
something he always does, right? Like, he'll always be like, no, he'll bulk at defending the title. And then Cole talked him into doing the right thing because that fell in line with the story that they were telling Yes. Uh, before Cole was taken out. Like, this Cole's like, making MJF a better person. Right, not Having just Having an actual friend is making him a better person. Right, not just MJF being the people scumbag and painting the crowd in matches right. just because like, I feel like improving and Cole growing. changing him. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the story they were telling. So this, that helped me because I am a, of the opinion like you are that Babyface MJ is weird, but I think with Cole being the driving force behind it, it works You're right. a lot it better. Helps. Because then it makes sense. There's a reason for him. Because he's become friends with Adam Cole, he's better for Adam, yes. right? So that makes a lot more sense. And I think... If we can get cool more segments like this, as provided it's not too long, um, <laughs> thank you. I think then that would help things a lot because if if they can get cool, I know obviously with the injury being really bad, it's not always the smartest to have him on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. But if we can get him here and there, I think it would really help things because, like I said, MJF, it's like it's a missing piece of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a necessary balance, to MJF. Um, and like you said, I thought Joe was really great. I'm looking forward to him uh, covering MJF in the coming weeks. That'll be a fun story to have going on. I feel yes. like if. You have the devil goons trying to attack him or something. And hey, man, if, Joe if I have to choose one him. person to protect me on that roster, it, it might Joe's be Samoa Joe. It might, it might have to be Samoa Joe, yeah. Um, I like the angle he has. It's really interesting, and it's it's logical, right? I really like the way Joe's going about this whole thing, and um, I think he's doing really great. Honestly, you would not be able to tell he's in. He's definitely on the downswing of his career. Like He's past his a, prime, but in the ring and on the mic, you wouldn't know it because he's... No. Still fantastic. And it's a tough kind of heel spot he's in because most times a heel wants to take advantage of a weakened opponent, blah, blah, blah. But Joe's found a way to make me believe because Joe, I just And to make it like menacing too. Right. He's like, because I don't know, Joe's just always menacing. I'm going to beat you so badly and I'm so confident that I don't want you little internet nerd to get on there and tell all your... I'll beat your ass at Like give all your followers an excuse because that's... Not yeah. what Joe's gonna do, right? So yeah, yeah I really I like, like it. The, yeah, Devil Laugh has people thinking Jack Perry not a fan, but it's possible. I just think if it's not cool, it's a missed opportunity. Yep, and that's it's, it's uh, money on the table, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we get a quote big trios match, which is Orange Cassidy Hook and Cassie Orishibata versus X Jazz. Hook is who? That's my first cold hearted handsome devil. Oh my god, Excalibur! He has to shoehorn it in two or three times that's every worse time. Worse than Murhawk Monster. It's it's I don't I don't need it. It's fine. Hook, it's too many words. Fine. Yes. Uh, Dan Housen's back. It just doesn't ever feel like you would naturally say that in a sentence unless you feel Feels like WWE. you have to get it in there. Feels yeah. WWE. Yeah. And Dan Housen is finally back, so that's nice. That was the whole point of this, I guess, right? I, I guess. Yeah, last thing he was doing was challenging for the tag titles to Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. That's still weird. I'm not the biggest Dan Housen fan. No, I don't mind them in small doses, but it didn't have to be a thing. Right. Um, Rampage. Yeah. Um, there's a nice swagger bomb from Hager on Hook for two. There's it was. He covered a lot of ground because at first where I was like, has he realized that 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 he's that far from the ropes? But he actually nailed it. It looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was nice. And I, I was. It's still a swagger bomb. It will. I, I remember, called it that too, just instinctively. I. That's my instinct. Yes. And also because I remember Jack Swagger was like kind of on the way out when I started uh, watching, and I, was, I do remember seeing a lot of swagger bombs. So yeah, that's that's my thing. Um, and he does his signature slam to Cassie. There's still no name for that, but it's like that big slam move he always does. Yes, every but we match. never know what it That's is. That's the thing. I don't know what... And if Excalibur's not going to tell us, we Excalibur don't have it. Tell us. No shot. I don't know what the technical name would be. I don't know what he calls it. Whatever. Um, Shabbat got a hot tag flurry. He hit the hesitation dropkick in the corner to Hager. 
Dan hasn't gone on the apron, puts Hager's old purple hat on him, and Hager likes that hat, so he chases after him. He gets cursed, and the suicide dies from Cassidy. Cassidy had an orange punch, knocked him off the apron. Hook had Parker in the red rum. Shabbat had Menard in a sleeper. Parker tapped. Babyface's win. Cool. Yeah, um, harmless fun, I guess. Not really for me, right? <laughs> this doesn't do much for me. Yeah. A few cool moves, nothing special overall, mostly... Just a vehicle to get Danhausen back and have that group of baby faces get a win, I guess, because even though they called this a huge match or whatever, like it's 2.0 in Hager. So it's extra ass. To use a phrase I hate, it was what it was. Was indeed what it was. Um, it was fine, I guess. Like you said, it felt thrown together probably mostly for Danhausen return. That's fine, I guess. I just didn't need it to be a whole thing and it could have been on Rampage because it's like, it can be a thing. It's just not, like, a main TV thing. Right. You know? Yep. I don't know. They if, kept it short. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Match is fine. Shibato is the highlight. Other than that, it wasn't much to know. The ex-Jazz guys are basically unchanged and still together, and it's still weird. It makes no sense. They circle back around to it this episode, don't and Why they? should I care? Yeah. No. Not in a good way, though. I don't, no. It's whatever. Uh, Cole interview. He says he can't wait to get back, and he's proud of Max. Roddy comes in shouting his name, and he asks where Cole was on Friday. Um, Cole tells him to shut up. He says he isn't his best friend anymore. And Brody sends to the kingdom as Cole leaves. He didn't mean that. Um, I thought this was solid. I really, I thought I got a nice chuckle. He was like shouting at him like he usually does. And then Cole's like, I can hear you do. And then he's like, Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> that was really funny because he just like he just says what's up normally as if it's just he he wasn't acting out at all. Uh, Cole officially denounces him as his best friend. That's a notable development. So that's, that's, that's what good. I was saying too. It's it's progress, right? Cole's gone from like supporting this guy to being annoyed by this guy, to starting to think maybe he's taking advantage of him, to being like, done. I and do like how this started, yeah, because what, it started as Cole was just playing MJF and MJF was playing him. They became friends, but he kept, he was still like reassuring Roddy. Yeah. And Roddy just kind of kept missing him. You know, he was just always a little behind. And then Roddy's like, I guess we'll say mental decline as Cole and MJF become closer. And then like, and then once he now gets the dynamics completely shift. And then once he got a hold of Cole, because they were like missing, his timing was bad. And then... When he finally got Cole, he like basically kept him captive in his right. house, right? Right, that's that. Because he couldn't, because he's like can't get, can't let him get away, sort of thing. And so Cole's figured this out, and so that's fine. What do you think Roddy's facial expression at the end? I was trying to read into like, was it like he was like, uh oh, I need to change tactics, like this is all calculated, or was it actually like he's disappointed? I can't really tell, and not that I think i think it was supposed to be ambiguous right? roddy's so, the devil right like i don't know so this is the most entertaining character roddy's ever been i would suggest so. no, i would agree yeah but yeah this he's made sense funny to me. yeah um yeah i enjoyed it for sure uh then we hear from christian cage to father of the year another perhaps. pretty lengthy promo but i i enjoyed this i did more. enjoy it too me i too. will say that i enjoy it i mean even the part I don't enjoy is like a minor thing. I th- you know what I'm you talking about. You just put Christian Cage out there ripping on people for as long as you want. And I'm because if if the people he's cutting promos on are comfortable with like personal stuff being thrown in, then I will listen infinitely. Not to spoil our end of the year, but for my honorary awards, I'm going to give him father of the year. He is. Right in front of you. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's hurtful. <laughs> you, you, are you going to die? He's not the father of the year. Are you really going to tell him he's not father of the no, year? No, I'm not. Look look at him. His, his, he's got his, his beautiful son. A sick kill switch on me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to hate that so much. The announcers were really struggling with that. Well, I bet. It's, it was funny because they kept like, going, like, kill switch, luchasaurus, or whatever you want to call them, something like that. Um, Christian was talking about how their match of full gear didn't go their way. He said he did not lose that match. Nick Wayne did not lose that match. Luchasaurus lost that match. Even just how, like... Awful he is to Luchasaurus, and then nice to Nick Wayne makes me laugh. That, just honestly, how, 
it was so good that it, it hurt me a little because I, I felt bad for Luchasaurus. Honestly, that's how good it was. I know. I legitimately felt bad for Luchasaurus. Right. It was so sad. Um, I'll talk about it later, but I would almost argue this is like, because they're going for a Batista Triple H angle, I feel like. Yeah. I would argue this is almost better than when they did it with Max and Wardlow. Yeah. Because I actually care about Luchasaurus. <laughs> I know. Um, me too. I, I did care about Wardlow back then, but that just feels so long ago. Um, Christian said that was unacceptable to him. And he said they're both his children, and it's time that he it's time that he recreates them both in his image. So this is a rechristening or something. Because um, he has this god <laughs> complex, basically, right? I guess. Uh, oh, I Christian, what do you like? Uh, wait, is he? Hold on. I need to see if I character of the year. I should probably put him in there because I don't think he is in there. Best character. He's not. I will put him there right now. Swerve in there? Uh, no, but I'll do that That's, as well. You say you like wrestling. I, I have Juice you, Robinson in there. I don't think you watch it. Because Juice Robinson's funny. Um, anyways, back to the thing. Uh, he told Luchasaurus to take a knee. Um, Luchasaurus was kind of reluctant because it's humiliating. And Christian was like yelling at him like yes. to take a knee, like really harsh. He said that the name Luchasaurus will forever be associated with being a loser, <laughs> which was really harsh. And then he said he came up with the name of strength. So it's like he's naming him strength. Right. You know, His name is strength. Um, toughness and means certain victory, which never means defeat. That is what certain victory is. He called Luchasaurus his finisher, which I thought that was kind of funny because he's going to name him Kill Switch. Yeah. Which is his old finisher name. That's I right. guess it's still his finisher. I feel like they've ca- they've called yep. it an AW. I don't know. And then he spoke to Nick Wayne, who went down to a knee, and then Christian told him to get on his feet and told him to That nev- was a nice touch, And too. then he told him to never get on his knees for another person as Luchasaurus <laughs> is still, still kneeling. Like, that was, <laughs> that was sad, man. Basically saying, like, it's the most, like... It's the lowest thing you right. can do. It's humiliating. Yeah. As Luchasaurus is on his knee this whole time. Yep. Uh, Christian said Nick is the son he always wanted. He said that he's a golden boy. He's said multiple times Nick yeah. is a golden boy as, again, Luchasaurus is on a knee rebranded as Kill Switch. <laughs> and just... also his son. <laughs> yeah. His other son. His other son, yes. Um, Christian said that he will forever be known as the prodigy Nick Wayne. I also think a nice touch of this is that Luchasaurus is such a loser, he gets a complete rebrand, right. while Nick Wayne is still Nick Wayne, but he gets a complimenting yes. nickname. So I think that's kind of a nice touch because like he could have changed his you're name too. You're getting stripped right? of your name because you're such a loser, and then and I'm adding a, a add, yeah, adding on to this. So that's a nice touch. Yeah. I like that. Um, that led to Nick Wayne's mom Shayna coming down. She's the inferior Shayna in wrestling. Okay, true. Okay, she took a good bump though. Um, she did. Yeah, Shayna Wayne is kind of a funny name. Shana Wayne. Shana Wayna. Shania Twain. Okay. Nice. Canadian. Good Canadian girl. Okay. <laughs> she comes down trying to talk to her son, Nick, a.k.a. the prodigy. Did you know um, Canada at one point when it was all the, the, the women singers, we had like Celine and Shania Twain and Alanis. So we had like all Alanis of Morissette. the genres were like dominated we, by We were covered. By we, us. We, we covered our bases. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Kristen told Shannon she's a terrible mother, and he said that she couldn't provide for Nick and she was making forty thousand a year being a waitress. <laughs> Man. He said that was embarrassing for Nick. He said she couldn't give him anything. He claimed it's a good thing that her husband was dead anyway, because <laughs> Nick would have disowned his father since his father was never as good as him. He said she had to get the hell of his ring because she had to punch a card at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's so good. <laughs> Christian told her to go. Uh, Luchasaurus, aka Killswitch. Uh, okay, we're going with Luchasaurus. Uh, stood in front of Christian. 
um, kind of defiantly, and Christian told him to get back on his knees now. Like he was yelling at him, he slapped him in the head. Yeah, fans were chanting Luchasaurus a lot, so it's, oh, it's, it was getting oh, it's working. It was working, yeah. So oh, I yeah. really like that. Yeah, um, the fans were into it. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, and Christian said he told him to get on a knee, or else Christian would make him show the world why he wears that hideous mask. <laughs> that yep. was harsh. I actually thought it was funny when we um, when you were look like voice searching. AEW, yeah, they showed like the quote unquote cast, and I saw Luchasaurus without a mask there. Ooh, yeah, it's, it's funny. He, I've also seen him without you mean a mask kill, in Kill Switch. Okay, okay, I saw him with a mask <laughs> in 2013 NXT as well. Oh, nice. Um, Christian shoved Luchasaurus who backed in Shane away and she hit the ropes and took a decent bump. Um, she was selling on the mat. Uh, Christian instructed Nick Wayne to get two chairs. Um, Christian T is doing concerto. The announcer spoke about how they needed to stop. That would have um, been amazing, yeah. Uh, imagine. Oh. Um, Christian got Luchasaurus to do it instead, and he there's some heavy hesitation. Then, um, Adam Copeland ran down, or uh, sorry, Edge, <laughs> and he so he came in. Luchasaurus swung the chair at him half heartedly, then dropped the chair and proceeded to take a boot from. Yeah, him. that was weird. Here, let um, me help you kick me here. Yeah, I guess. Would it be easier if I dropped this chair for you? <laughs> Would you rather me not hold a weapon that could hurt got you? It. Okay, I'll, I'm I'm sorry. I'll drop it. Um, then he uh, hit a spear to Wayne. Copeland one hit Edge with a spear or sorry, a steel chair, but um uh Luchasaurus pulled him out of the ring, so still still helping him out for now. Uh then he hit Wayne with the chair and then an Impaler DUT and a concerto right in front of his mom. <laughs> which was kinda cool. And yeah. I thought they made a nice point of like Edge is just focused on Christian, so he's not even like thinking about that Nick Wayne's mom was right there. Right. So I thought that was actually kinda cool. I thought it was actually He had snapped, right? And that he's yeah, not... that I thought actually yeah. Edge did look cool here for once. <laughs> for once. Um and he was just staring at Christian from a distance while Shane was checking on Nicholas. Yeah, man, this was an awesome pro wrestling segment. You've got it's got very much to me a uh, million dollar man Virgil vibes where he just humiliated him. I week, was thinking Batista Triple H week after like week that, yeah. after week and the crowd is just building an anticipation of, they were behind him already it's here already starting and, and I, I feel it i felt bad for luchasaurus right. and like it's because christian is so believable at like and just his He's face unbearable. the whole thing is amazing christian's uh, perfect and and the like how distraught he looks well Oh yeah, yeah, but he yeah. still his, does nothing. His he, reaction he, when Nick Wayne is getting concerned, he's like, he's like, that's my son, that's my son, that's and my boy, was, that's my child, or something. Yeah, but still not. It was so funny because if it was Luchasaurus, he would have ran away already, and not enough to do anything about it. No, even though they like, would still, still have acting, numbers. Like, distraught, yeah. So yeah, I thought this was fantastic. Um, Nick Wayne's mom did a good job. Like everybody, Christian's just so funny. I thought even Edge was good here too. Like yes, this is a long segment, but when you. A, make me laugh several times, and B, make me feel... I know this is all fake, and I feel bad for this giant man in a <laughs> dinosaur mask. A dinosaur, yeah. Right? So forget. you made me feel bad for him, because they've been slowly building that Christian There's clearly. been, like, signs of it, right? This, like, he is took like, his this was, like, the next level. Yeah, there's been signs of it, but this was, like, the first point of, like, he's full-on... Yeah, I love this. ...degrading him. Yeah, this was, this was really good. Uh, Christmas Christian segments are always a treat. This was fantastic. Uh, it felt like a Batista kind of triple H angle to me, or DiBiase yeah. Virgil, something, uh, something in that vein, yeah. right? Um, with Christian Luchasaurus, I think they did it really well here. This is a great start to that because I think the signs have been there with certain things, and they've they've had a couple miscommunication spots as well. Mm -hmm. So I think this was a good like first real starting point. Um, this already gets me. I think it's better than Wardlow and MJF. I thought that was a good slow burn too. Like regardless of my current feelings on Wardlow, that was still a well done story because that was back when we did like Wardlow. 
but now I think this is almost better because I really did feel bad for Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Like, because Christian is just so unbearable and he's just so brutal. It's it's really perfect because um, he's just being humiliated and berated constantly. And then that in tandem with Christian overly praising Nick Wayne right in front of him was just sober. Like, I was laughing and hurting at the same time. No, don't like, ever get on your knees for anyone. As <laughs> Luchasaurus, he's like not only on his knee the whole time, but then like he's yelling on to get back on his knees mm-hmm. like that was pretty brutal he's just so brutal it's gonna be such a great moment when luchasaurus turns on him like it's awesome kill switch is a lame name but i can't imagine it's sticking and i like that luchasaurus reaction to that name was like one of immediate confusion then he looked kind of like sad about it too mm-hmm. and then the crowd chanting luchasaurus when he was almost standing up to christian that was that's proving that that's works already because the crowd is like kept chanting luchasaurus and i i really like that because that's already kind of showing that this is being like it's getting over right mm-hmm. so I, I really liked it um he torched nick wayne's mom which was really awesome um everything after that was pretty solid edging nick wayne's containers from his mom was actually kind of cool so i thought edge was even solid here as well but this was really great all around christian is an absolute gem he is um and i'm excited for lucha stores to turn on him because i do like him as the monster muscle for christian but they're telling a really good story here and i i, I really did feel bad for him yep. the poor guy um, then Renee interviews what we can only call X Jass. Yeah, honestly, that was my Renee with former Jass is yeah. my notes. Yep. Um, and Jane at three way tonight. Hooray. Um, I was saying the devil just happens to show up on the show when Anna J comes back. <laughs> For those who don't know, she's with Jack Perry. Right. So I don't know. They travel together. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jack Package Perry's deal. Been there the whole time. Um, Menard says he has no idea what's going on. Uh, he mentions but because there's like parker with soho which where where did that happen take a guess you have uh, one guess rampage yeah there's your guess <laughs> thank you okay <laughs> um and hager's questioning why dan hasn't had his hat because that's what the, the, the hager asks the hard hang questions that's in right interviews but I hit, for him like that's his character it's kind of whatever i don't mind that's that. fine it's just it's kind of goofy that this is still a thing mm-hmm. um jay says wait how did dan has get that hat i guess that's I what he's know. asking like yeah I don't know. Um, Jay says she just wants to wrestle and she's tired of everything else. All the drama is fine. He, right, all the drama, and she says to focus on her. It's about her tonight. Blah, 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 blah. A. Um, you want to go? A, did, do they think people care whether this group stays together or splits up? Like them teasing dissension, like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I don't, could not care. I thought less. the dissension was when you left your leader, but. And also, like, the Parker-Soho ram- romance also could not care less. So I genuinely don't care. I didn't think Anna Jay sounded great. I didn't think she sounded terrible. And I don't care about either of these plot points. So, fine, I guess. Yeah, it was fine. I just, I don't care whatsoever. It's Jazz minus Jericho, so it feels beneath anything worth caring about. Like, I didn't like Jazz, period. But at least with Jericho, felt like something that at least earned TV time. And now we have um, no, like, and that's why we call them former Jaff, Jazz. We have been giving nothing else at why they this just, group are together. I don't know why they still stick together. They yeah. were before. Yeah, it's, there's no hierarchy in this group either, no. which I feel like most of the time in a group, you kind of have to have a hierarchy, even if it's, like, unofficial. Like, the Judgment Day, there isn't really one, but, like, it's Ripley. Yeah, it is. Argue. I would say so, it's Ripley. Pretty like convincing. Like, this, it's, like, the whole, their whole group was the jericho appreciation society and now it's what are you doing now well and it's all mid carters yeah so it's hard to that's what i'm saying there's no hierarchy no. here um the parker soho thing is weird but my excuse is i don't watch rampage fair and even if i did i still don't care 
Uh, next we get, we're back to the Continental Classic Gold League with, fittingly, Jay White versus Roosh. I was thinking I'm happy they put Jay White in the Gold League because imagine they didn't. No. That would be outrageous. I love Roosh. Uh, pair of corner splashes in the basement, dropping to the back of the head from Roosh. That was really crisp, I thought. That was nice. Uh, series of corner chops from White. Roosh turns around does the same. Roosh runs for the bull's horns. White covers up, so Roosh comes to a stop and then just kicks him in the face when his guard's down. Nice brain buster from Roosh for two. Roosh misses the diving senton. White hits a brain buster of his own for two. Chop exchange. White again with a really nice Yurinagi. His Yurinagi is just perfect. Puts, it is nice. Puts everyone else's to shame. Um, it's like the spinning solo, but better. Yes, it is. Um, chops from White and then runs up Roosh, who hits an overhead belly to belly into the corner. After miscommunication where the ref is nearly hit, White hits a sneaky low blow and connects with the Blade Runner to bag a win. Jay White is up three. Yes, uh, another good match in this tournament. I really like Roosh, so I wish he got more time on TV. It was nice to see him here. He's such a great heel and just like an arrogant, vicious heel. And even he pulled out the the cord from under the ring, but they don't let him use it because that's like his signature. That's like Triple H's sledgehammer or whatever is that yellow, I think it is, cord yeah. under the ring. But it's weird because LFI are in this weird like tweener state right now. I was saying yes. to you, but they need to be vicious heels because that's uh, when absolutely. they do best. And he pulls that off better than most people. Um, slight criticism of Jay White. I feel like almost, I think because I think he can be like a main event top guy, I sometimes feel like he gives his opponents too much. I definitely felt that way here. And I I did. That's no diss to Rouge. I'm a huge Rouge fan. Obviously. And I feel the same. But I I definitely thought like he gave him a little much. Here, and White's awesome. And that he had to low blow to win. It's fine that, to have it competitive because Rouge is awesome. But... I think if it was more competitive, actually, I don't know. I would like to be more competitive. The low blow is fine because Bullet Club Gold are going to cheat. Yes any way possible they weren't here so i think that makes sense that i'm okay with i just would wish white would have hit more because i think he deserves to look like a million bucks especially here. with like what we've seen of the positioning of these two guys white's coming off a highly competitive match for the main title and no offense and to Roosh Roosh. barely exists <laughs> yeah he's getting on tv because of the tournament white would probably get on tv regardless and white's on the up and up as far as main event potential so whereas Roosh, like yeah i, I feel like white should got more no offense. so out of context really like the match itself but with all the surrounding context Text. Yeah, there were some things that annoy me, but a good mm -hmm. another good TV match. I thought it was quite good. I I liked it. Um, I, maybe a little more than the opener. I'm not sure, but both good TV matches. Heavy hitter here. A lot of chops in this one, but both guys are really good. Turned out nice. I'm glad Rush is in here because he gets some spot on him, which he could use. Although again, I wish Switchblade had more because he's my boy and <laughs> he is. Um, and he's just he's main event potential. He but is. Finish was well done though. Keeps Rush looking strong and gets my boy Switch a win. And it's in character for Switchblade, so that I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. um, but that was solid, yeah. And then we saw Starks and Bill attack Jericho after the media scrum, so that's fine, I guess. And this is where my note says we're 90 minutes in, and I feel like it's gone really quickly. Yeah. Right, to this point. Uh -huh. good, yeah. Good they, stuff. My only thing on this beatdown of Jericho is like, and I think you probably agree, there's so many underused tag teams in AEW that I'm a little annoyed we're teaming up Omega and Jericho especially because I really, really want Omega to be a single and immediately pushing these guys to the top of the tag division when there's so many good teams if that don't get If you're going to do Omega in a tag team, at least give us the Golden Lovers. Yeah. Like, if you have to do that, why is that to be Jericho? Yeah, I don't... I'm not a huge fan and of Starks this. And Starks and Bill, like, I think they're pretty good, but they're not, like... I don't like, even mind them as They don't champs. feel a heavy tag team to me, though, just because, like, you we know what I mean? We never see like, them. 
A, we never see them. B, it's just they felt kind of thrown together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like tag titles being only on Collision really bothers me because we never see them. And I get like, and I love tag. It's partially wrestling. on us for not watching the show, but like I think it's also partially on them because why would you keep them on one show when you don't have to? Right. They do a better job of splitting their roster than WWE does, and they have an official brand. They split. have no mandate to do it. Right? Yeah. AEW <laughs> yeah. has no mandate to do it yet. They split their rosters better than WWE. It's does. very true. And that that's the fact of the I matter. I think that's right? irony. I would say so. I would say so. And I like the tag titles deserve to be on the main show. Like I would argue Dynamite is the main show. And I don't know why they're not there. It's not like FDR have them as punk show. I even like the idea of Starks and Bill because I love the small technical yeah, and the big like, monster. At least show me them. Then. I know. And like, I know. why do they have to be on? I don't get why they say on collision. Is it like just like the two ring loops? Or, like It might be. That's but quite still, possible. Like, do they do house shows in different? I don't know. They Could haven't be. done house shows, I think, since the summer. It'd be an explanation that they're on different paths. I don't know. But like, still, then I don't, I don't know, man. It's just annoying. Or why can't you do things in the same, like, area in the same week? I don't know. Like, I know. There's ways to do this. I thought the beatdown looked fine though. It's it just fine. I would rather it's not. Honestly, Omega I half paid attention to this because it was really short. Yeah. Next we get Tony Storm's AW Women's World Championship presentation. Um, Renee and RJ City came out to a mic on the stage to present the title to the the winner, like an award show. <laughs> yeah, that was. And they announced funny. it was Storm. Um, Storm's like all surprised and elated as Luther ex- escorts her from the front row up to the stage. I thought that was pretty funny. She claims she didn't have anything prepared as she pulls out glasses mm-hmm. and a paper. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she thanked Anthony Khan. Uh, and the wonder pe- wonderful people of Warner Discovery. She said she thanked little Tony Storm to want to be her. Um, she told them to stay in school and said thank you, and she called for a standing ovation. Um, as someone who's been on the fence, I thought this was pretty amusing. I thought presenting it like an award show was pretty funny and like on brand, so I I liked it. Um, I like that she like acted surprised to win like an award, even though she like officially beat someone for it. So I enjoyed this more than some of her other segments because this I don't know it just it. It was more amusing. I thought all the entertain, the amusing parts were in that first little bit. I thought once she started speaking, there wasn't much. That left. was fine. It was basically just her in character spiel, like usual. But yeah. I thought this, like the presentation of this, and just I don't know, it was different. So I really liked it. Outside of wanting two presenters, because that's common in these award things, I don't know why Renee would be part of this. Makes sense for RJ City because he's been in since the ground floor. Yeah. But like Renee, I think to it was just that, yeah. it is kind of I think of maybe just because she's me. like an interviewer and I guess it just makes sense for her to. I didn't think this was awesome, but it's also going to be pretty hard for them to come up with stuff to fit this gimmick every week, I think. So full marks for trying. I like this. It was the like first a, little bits were amusing. A title I agree. celebration in like her character. So I thought that was, I thought it was funny. Her being surprised it's her is funny. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty right? funny. Like yeah. that's cool. That was nice. I thought it was well done because it was like, uh, I, I liked it. It was kind of like the gun's funeral for me. And then the other woman is there. What's Mariah she? May gave her, or she was there to present the title. So right. Yeah. Um, the, the Mickey James, we'll say. Yeah, hopefully. Next week we have women's stuff that wasn't as good. Uh, Sky Blue, Anna J, Ruby Soho. Is that the combination I want? Hell no. Hey, and we're coming off a women's triple threat that we did not think was going to be great that we really, really liked. So there's always hope that this one is as good. So go ahead. Was it? Mm-hmm. So my first it, thing it says, sure Jack is annoyed at Soraya being there and the outcast theme being used. Yeah, I was hoping that. <laughs> honestly, I thought that they had just dissolved for some reason. I was hoping she would just come out to, you know, her Ruby Soho theme. Yeah. And I heard the outcast theme hit and the Trons. I'm just like, oh, there's still a thing. And the commentary quote of the night came in this match. Do you remember what it was from no. Taz? Taz says, quote, these are grown men at one point. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, what the women? Yeah, and the triple threat women's match. Called them grown men. 
was awesome. I mean, it's 2023, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the outcasting still there. And Saray is there, quote, like a looking like a ghost. You said. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked. She looked like, so pale. She looks like one of the the the. She looks the girl from the girl from the ring. Yeah. Or the mummy from the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. The mummy. Yeah. I don't know something like that. Could be. Um. Soho gets distracted flirting with Angela Parker. I just I feel stupid saying that. Uh, and she takes a double super kick from Jane Blue, which looks decent. Um, Parker holds Blue's foot to keep her on the apron, and then she gets the thigh of doom. <laughs> yep. The patented thigh of doom. I guess we get that back this week. Decent pump kick from Jay to Soho. Uh, Blue pump kicks Soho off the apron. Parker catches her. A lot of kicks. A lot of pump kicks and kicks. And flirting and stuff and yeah. crap. Um, Blue hits Jay with a super kick and a TKO for the win after she was distracted. Uh, and Soho was arguing with and she was late to the save. Um, this was something, I guess. It was okay, I guess. I don't, again, don't care about this love story embedded in this. Action was okay, but as always with Anna J, not to be mean, there seems to be some parts that were not ideal. And just like contrasting, I feel like Julia Hart has improved quite a bit. I'm not saying she's uh, Brian Danielson or anything yet, but she seems like noticeably a lot better and she has a character. And Anna J, I feel like has not, she basically feels the same to me as she always has. Mm-hmm. And that's like, Yep, you have a great look, obviously, right? But the in-ring is just, and the mic work and everything else is just kind of feels like you're still really green when at this point you probably shouldn't be anymore. And I feel like Julia Hart has yeah. made strides and you haven't kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And NJ's just as messy here as she always was. I don't know. She's not good. The thigh of doom is not something to be in your regular rep- repertoire. And yes, and she has is. a boot that looks good, but so does everybody everybody's big boot looks pretty good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I've seen a million kicks that are better than hers. Um, it was fine. It started out, or sorry, it was very random to have uh, these three in a triple threat. It started out a little messy, but they managed a couple decent spots. The story with the ex-drafts people in addition to whatever Soho and Parker are going on feels super low-card and uninteresting. They combined the remnants of two factions I never liked or cared about into one boring and pointless conglomerate keeping on Rampage. And I, I, you knew Sky Blue was winning this. And what's the story with her, do you think? Where are they going with her? Is she's she like getting different evil? now? I don't the know. Eye she's got the new team and like the crown, right? And like her eye makeup. I don't know. Me either. Cause she's. I don't think she's wrestling like a heel, is she? I don't think anything's really changing range. I agree. So I'm kind of. And confused. she didn't join. Other than it feels like they're trying to focus on her for whatever reason. She didn't join um, Julia Hart. But and I don't know what they're doing. She didn't join no. Julia in the. That looked three-way. like where it was going. Right, but then that she, the mist is Julia making, Hart pinned her. Right. And it felt like supposed to be she's a minion of Julia Hart because of the misting, but which sounds is already shaky logic. <laughs> right, I, we've we've covered the I many don't different love effects. Don't saying that out loud, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, no, it's this was horrible. Some would say this whole entire match missed, but whatever. Um, next we have Warler interview. Yay! Um, Renee asks why he's waiting. Warler says the world doesn't revolve around him. MJF and the Devil's Downfall will be on his time. Air Fox says comes in saying Wardlow's putting the blame on everyone. Wardlow says he doesn't need advice. Um, this is whatever. It's nothing new. Wardlow just looks dumb for sitting around. You're in no hurry. <laughs> Dislike them more because AR Fox is going to now die via powerbomb. And let this guy that you hate just continue to build his legacy and argue that he's the greatest champion of all time while you just sit there and 
are like, meh. While Samoa I, Joe, another person more those feuded with, mind you, right. gets a shot. So I hate MJF more than anything, but I'm kind of not going to do anything about it for a while. Cool. I hate this that's guy an who interesting, kept me in his ploy. I'm going to wait. That's an interesting strategy. <laughs> like, so he's just cold for me and you. I know Vir- that. Virgil true. went away and he's just like, no, I'm, I'm going to wait. Wait Ted, it out. Ted, you know? Yeah. So I. Yeah, yeah. He's ice cold now. And maybe it's the fault of like, again, stacking up so many storylines for MJF that they have to have somebody no, I wouldn't be like. Care any, either way. I know. But it just seems a strange strategy or tactic to me to be like, I'm going to wait. No, it's definitely a questionable strategy. Yeah. So go ahead, Wardlow. You keep waiting. You can I'm wait. Fine. Wait it out, bud. You wait can infinitely. Keep waiting. Honestly, wait till MJF's not the champion and he's injured. Like, then fine you by can, me. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Honestly, go beat him up in his house on the off TV, preferably. You don't even need to televise it. I'll just believe that you did it. Right. Just something like that, you know? Uh, then we get our main event, which is uh, Mark Briscoe versus John Moxley. Once again, the Continental Classic Gold League. Um, there's a nice running blockbuster from the apron from Briscoe, or Neckbreaker, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that. Yeah, um, they very, did. Yeah, a really nice power driver from Mox for two. He always sticks it. Uh, Mox went for a Larry, but Briscoe caught him with an exploder suplex for two. Uh, Briscoe came off the top. Mox come with the boot to the gut paradigm shift. Uh, but then Briscoe kind of powered through and hit a basement drop kick, and they're both down. We were already in overrun when that paradigm, so I bought that as the end, right? Because I think we were already like two minutes into overrun, so mm-hmm. I thought that was the end for mm-hmm. sure. It was not. No. Uh, there was a froggy bow for a near fall. Uh, Mox countered out of a J drill, then clobbered him with a lariat, which I thought looked pretty nice. It was a nice meaty one. And then uh, Death Rider for a surprising near fall. Like, I was actually surprised That's Mark the one, kicked sorry. out of that. Yeah, That's that the was one, really sorry. surprising, yeah. And then uh, later on, we had a curb stomp and another Death Rider. Moxley picks up the win as expected, and he's up three. And now, all, all my boys are up. Switch, Swerve, and Moxley as all get expected. the W here. So. Yeah, another a, a third good tournament match on this show. I thought the final few minutes were really good. Um, and again, you know who's winning, but the because they're just good performers in this tournament, right? It's pretty stacked. You're going to get an entertaining match, I think, throughout, mm-hmm. and... Again, just giving it enough time. So three really good TV matches coming out of this tournament. Um, it's a nice thread to have throughout a show because yeah, none of the matchups feel random. Instead of right. being like, and why are like, these guys facing each other? It's such an easy backdrop. It's to a paint thread on. throughout the show, and yet also isn't because it's not like it's taking up any additional TV time. It's like it's this thread in the show, but they're not. You know, it's not like MJF where you had to like have a bunch of segments can you do it's right. just like this this kind of thread but it's just three matches and yep. it's they've all shared this common thing i uh so overall i, I guess or did you want to talk about the match oh, specifically? Right. Yeah. sorry um another enjoyable turning match i thought i agreed i really like this one um the this one was more hard-hitting than the last but it was to be expected with these two um i thought it did pick up towards the end as well and like i said with mox's win all my boys are up so far mm-hmm. they got the points on the board um this was strange for the fact that Mark Bled and Moxley did not all. That was the wrong they guy. Shook, they shook hands and like kind of touched they heads did. after. And Mo- the only blood on Moxley was Mark Briscoe's. Crazy. That is blasphemy. Um, I thought it was good though. Mark had some solid stuff, and upset would have been interesting, but you knew who would win, and that's okay. Yep. Um, Mark kicking out of a Death Rider was a nice near fall. That that definitely surprised me. He looks good having taken another Death Rider and curb stomp. So this is solid. Yeah, it was. Uh, overall, I really liked this show. None of the matches were like blow away five star you have to see it but there were three really good matches on this show uh the christian segment was amazing even the mjf segment that i'm saying was too long it was a quality segment it was still pretty I, good yeah i actually the women's match was kind of a throwaway right um 
But I'm actually going to go... I haven't done it in a while. I'm going A- minus for this show. I thought really? with three really good matches and a, an awesome, awesome segment with Christian, like at 90 minutes, I felt like it had flown by, and that's a really good sign for me. Nothing I really disliked. Like, obviously, the Wardlow stuff, whatever, but the things I didn't like were really, really quick and didn't matter. And the They're stuff, more minor. Right? The stuff that got a lot of time, I thought was really good. So I'm willing to go A-. minus. I quite enjoyed it. I was going to go B plus, but you kind of kind of like with full gear. I think you <laughs> yeah. kind of convinced me, yeah. Because um, well, I guess vice versa. Now yeah, you convinced me to bump yeah. it up. Um, I agree because I'm just thinking about how much I enjoyed the Christian segment. Because like I said, I felt I felt bad for Luchasaurus because that that was really good stuff. And um, honestly, that's a lot of times the difference for me because the wrestling in AEW is always really good. It's right. It's the other stuff the for story me. Stuff, I love yeah. that segment. So I, it's that segment really it works good, for yeah. me. Uh, maybe that could make. Uh, the yearly awards because i think we need some more for i already added it on my list of random stuff i like so when i really like something i just throw it on the okay, bottom so of maybe I'll, I'll put in the nominations then um but yeah so the, i think all the tournament matches delivered i think if this is what we're getting every week for the tournament i right. think it's going to be a really fun thing to have every week because yep. i think when dynamite has a really fun in-ring staple that's when it's really at it's best like when we had the best of seven series that was a really fun period when it we was. had orange cassidy forgot about that and me too um the the last best of seven series was at the beginning of the year that's crazy because mm -hmm. that feels so long ago now yeah um but like when we had orange cassie's title on that was a great period for time and i hope we can go back to that because i really think we should um but like th having this every week like two or three matches from this tournament every week will be really awesome and maybe we'll check out some on collision as well but specifically talking about diamond i think they have a good um group there and it'll be really fun to have every week um but i really like the matches here i thought all of them were really good they were uh, for tv matches that being and then the trios match was whatever the wins match was whatever harmless enough we'll say mm -hmm. um the cold memjay segment was good uh, i thought storms Segment was one of my preferred True. of hers, you so like that, I'll, yeah. I'll give that an up as well. And then um, I really enjoyed the Christian segment with you. I thought that was just um, really great storytelling there, and I think that's got a really good thing going forward. Um, I think generally got yeah, good shows. I will up it to an A minus because nice. that's that's fair. It's been a while since we've had an A range show, so I'm yeah, really happy to report that. Hopefully, this tournament gets Dynamite you know, on a on a good track. Yep. All right, so we'll switch gears into shift gears. I guess is the more accurate term into some wrestling trivia in a segment that we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so we're going back to more audio and themes. So I was, this one came up as the worst themes. So we'll see if you agree with that or not. Um, I'm okay, hoping. just in general, or is there an era to this? I don't think there is an era. So some of them will be hard, but that's, part of the point of this you know to stump you so i think you'll still get a bunch i'll re i'll try and mix them in so let's see the very first one if you can hear it if there's not going to be an ad which there <laughs> is <laughs> every time never fails first you, one you gotta have the tab though i'm kidding that you know how long that would take me this one definitely feels older i don't think that's overly bad feels like a game show or something. It was like a mentally challenged character. Eugene. Correct. Yeah, that was a too good of a theme. I don't know if you'll get any of these because they're pretty old. We'll try another one here. What does it sound like? Like some kind of motivational speaker, lifestyle coach? Simon Dean. Correct. Very good. Uh, I don't think you'll know this one either. These are all just stumping you all this whole week. 
Nothing move but the money, yeah. Uh, I do what I want to, act how I want to, say what I want to, act who I want to, come to come. Do a day when it Less good. Somewhat like a controversial figure came from Impact or TNA, I guess. Had a bit of a run with U.S. champion. Orlando Jordan. Correct. What? Yeah. Was... I think he went to TNA after. Oh, did he? I think so. I can't remember the order. All I don't right. know why I thought of Orlando Jordan. Old tag team. Ready? Old tag team. <clears throat> Nope. Involves Sonny. Body Donuts? Yes. This one I think will be funny because I'm pretty sure if I remember this theme, the entire theme is them saying the name of the team. If I remember correctly. It's old WCW. Well, they took the words out maybe? Do you know a tag team that Buff Bagwell was in? Vicious and Delicious? No. Oh. With Scotty Riggs? Scott Norton? No. Hmm. It was the American Males. They were like... Oh, like pre-Buff Bagwell. Yes. Oh, yeah. Here's one I'm thinking you might know. It's a famous one. Sting? Correct. That is Sting. That's a man called Sting. Oh, this one is... Creative. Here's one I'm sure you'll know. You know it already. What best, is it? That's the best theme song ever. <laughs> what is it's it? To censor. Correct. That's everyone's favorite theme song. It is everyone's favorite. It's a classic, obviously. Just a siren wailing. <laughs> Any guesses? Oh my god! I just want to listen to this for a that sound that one's infamously that bad. is of such an era that like whole sound yeah <laughs> you're you doing with the x factor um who from if this is his tna tna theme nope oh that's a good one that's grammarly i think it was so this one is he's been in other federations <laughs> did you hear that Oh, oh cursing too. Rob Van Dam. Yeah, that's right. Did they play that with the cursing in TNA? No way. Highly unlikely. Um, here you go. Here's a classic. So many ads this week. Sorry, people. You don't understand how much work it would be to open all the tabs. <clears throat> you know that one, I'm sure. Who's that? Who could that be? Well, I think multiple people have used this. Uh, I think Ernest the Cat Miller used it. Brody did Clay used it. Yeah. And Xavier Woods used it. Nice. Upon time. Oh, he did. Yeah. Pre New Day. That one sounds like bad. Diva era, I believe. Oh, Oksana. No. <laughs> no. Uh, she was around for a while, Summer, hey? not super long. No, brunette, Layla, mostly. No, I don't think you'll ever get it. Candace Michelle, ha, <laughs> right? How are you gonna get that? Um, that was not at all. What I was thinking, I was thinking like 2010s. No, um, here you go. I believe you remember this one. <laughs> it's 
sorry. I do. She didn't last long either time. Eva Marie? Correct. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, it sounded so familiar. That one's okay, though, actually. Anyways. All right. A couple more just for fun. Who should we go with here? I don't know who you're going to know. This one. Where they came back. Oh, you know the words even. So that is? Steph. Correct. That one's actually good. Is it? Is it though? I wouldn't listen to it, but here's a diva that you should be able to get. So who's that? Nikki Bella. Followed by a diva you'll never. If you wanted to pick the bad one, Brie Bella's theme is way worse. How about this one of a diva that you'll never get? She was a. Came from the show, the get the competitive show, Diva Search, I believe. N Nidia? No. Maybe I'm oh, wrong. Oh, Diva Search. Um, Chris Yami? She was like a strong woman, kind of. Oh, what's her name? Shaniqua? No, Caitlin. Do you remember oh, Caitlin? I don't think she was from Diva Search. I think that no? was No, I could be wrong. Who knows? My, you're counting on my memory. The beat I don't remember this being his theme. Oh. Big powerhouse guy. If they're saying it's his fourth, or no, I don't know which theme it is. Mark Henry. You'll never get that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't use that. I don't know his. I know his one theme. That's it. <laughs> if you get this one, I'll laugh. It's one of your favorite people. Not really. I'm joking. Hockey. I'm being sarcastic. Well, yeah, it's a hockey commercial, which is also your favorite, and it's gonna run for like eight more seconds. So you got to say something interesting. Um. While uh, the commercial <laughs> drifts away here, so professional podcast here. We're, we're, we're peak. Here. We're hobbyists, you can tell. They're saying her name. Did you catch that? <laughs> it's literally just her name over and over. Did you not hear it? Tamina? Yeah, that was Tamina. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other ones I want to hit here that you'll know. Why not? A really weird tag team. That is a bad thing. It's only suits stuff? it only suits one tag team, no. They were like fifties greasers. A do some domino? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna stop there because there's getting so many commercials and pop ups. That's Jimmy Snoop. So I should pick Jimmy an area you know better, obviously, because that was tough for you. Anything that's not current or in video games. But you did pretty well. I'm Anyways. CFOS. We'll uh, CFOS. Like maybe there probably is a playlist of just CFOS these. Or not even CFOS, just like 2010s. I'll try. Uh, I'll try that for you next week. So let's move into more wrestling talk. And that's looking at whatever we watched and liked and didn't like this week. And that is called High Spots and Rest Holds. All right. Anything exciting from Raw this week? Um, Your first. I had one, and it was it's Cody Rhodes' complaint. So nice. Like I like. It. I enjoy that. At the end of Raw, they were like, so I think what McIntyre beat Jay for the War Games advantage because the heels always get it. Yep, they do. Um, and so then after the match, Cody was revealing Orton as the fifth man, even though like he wasn't there. So it's just to get the pop, I guess, and also that so that's not Punk. Um, yeah, I think they that's... killed the surprise. 
But also, all the nickname drops were way too on the nose. He was like, someone I have a legacy with. <laughs> so subtle. And um, you may think we're prey, but we have an apex predator or something yeah. like that. It was really annoying. But the mini high spot, shout out to Jay Uso, because his reaction was, he sold it perfectly. Because, like, they're all, like, happy and hyped, and he's just kind of like, oh, this. Yeah. He, him, the bloodline took Orton out, and in kayfabe, he's responsible for taking Orton oh, out. We'll say right. Okay. So like, cause it was in the title unification match, and him, the Usos took Orton out after with Roman. Yeah. So like, he'll have issues with that after, kind of like how he has issues with Drew right now. Yeah. So I, I like that, like you know that little bit of continuity mm-hmm. for Jay, uh, which people have been picking up on. So I like that. Props to Jay, but Cody and whatever. But yeah, we talked about it. I feel like it's partly they need to dispel any building rumors that it's CM Punk and that if anyone buys tickets assuming CM Punk's coming, they're going to feel the wrath, right? So Right. Cuz I don't think it's so much they think Randy Orton's selling tickets because I don't think he does at this point. Like I I would disagree. Like, oh with man, you. Randy Orton's back after a year. I'm going to buy Survivor Series now. Don't know. Maybe, I guess, but... Uh, well, I feel like at this point, tickets are already sold. So it's not it's not like he wouldn't too. sell tickets, but like... Or pay-per-view buys or PLE buys or whatever. I don't know if people... Who does that now? Not me. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got from NXT this week. We immediately... I don't even think there was introductions or entrances go into the Heritage Cup match, which is Noam Dar defending the cup against American Alpha. Or no, what are they called now? Is that what they're Alpha called? Academy. Alpha American Academy. American Alpha was is a tag not team. this NXT. <laughs> right. Um... So it's Chad Gable and his group are there. So the first round pretty much as always holds in counters. Gable starting to take control at the end with an ankle lock and then a waist lock. The bell rings. Round two, Gable's in control for the first half, but then there's a series of dark kicks, a cheap shot by Oro Mensa, and a quick Nova roller. Dar gets the first pinfall here in the second round. Round three, guess what? We don't get picture-in-picture in in Canada, so I only get the final 30 seconds of it. It's a Gable superplex for a near fall, uh, a near fall for each. Probably, that's one of the main reasons I didn't watch, because, like, I think I was doing something else, too. Yeah, I texted you, and you're like, no. Yeah, you don't, you get annoyed. I don't, I want the match. You You miss the whole third round, basically. So they get one, one pinfall attempt each, uh, in that final segment. And then round four comes, the pace starts picking up here. Dar with strikes and kicks until he's caught and superplexed. I think it was like his leg gets trapped in it, and it's a su- uh, suplex, not superplex. Uh, we get a gable top rope headbutt for a near fall. Dar hits a nice draping flatliner on the floor, like draping off the apron. It looked really cool. Gable barely beats the 10 count after that, only to take Dar back uh, back elbow, the classic Dar back elbow for a near say, fall. You gotta have one. Sick knee to Gable's head as well for another near fall, and then a kneeling strike exchange as the bell rings in round four. Round five, um, a rolling kick and chaos theory gets an immediate fall for um, Gable to tie things up. Uh, Lash and Maxine are arguing, so then the ref misses Dar hitting a leaping punch after the bell. So this has been every Heritage Cup match. Noam Dar gets a strike or two something, in, something in after Preferably the bell, an elbow. But... And I love it. So round six is the final round, and you kind of can sense where this match is going because do you think they would actually have... An established person on main roster lose clean to a person on NXT. No, no, no. So Dar's in control of this, but he keeps getting frustrated because he One can't day. finish off Gable. Brainbuster from Gable, another Dar back elbow for two. Dar gets his feet up on Gable's moonsault, but Gable uh, grabs Dar's feet and applies the ankle lock that was kind of a cool counter to a counter sort of thing. Dar finally taps out, but it's just after the bell. So the rules are that I no one Dar yeah. retains the cup. A really good match, though. Another enjoyable Heritage Cup match, even with missing round three. 
Uh, Dar is perfect for this division, and these matches, I would suggest they probably are kind of formulaic. Like, you're getting holds and counters, and then you're getting frantic pace in the last two matches, but I really enjoy it, so I don't really care if they're formulaic. They're enjoyable for me. It was the result I was expecting, again, because NXT don't beat main roster talent of any significance. Not since 2019. So the best you can hope for is a draw, basically, where he retains. And then there's stuff after the match with Lash and Otis continuing their flirtation. And I forget what happens, but Otis ends up catching Lash in like a dipping sort of situation. Yeah, I so that. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, then we have JBL, who gets to make the matches this week, right? For the Iron Survivor oh, qualifiers. God. Who does he pick now? He calls Josh Briggs one of the best men, big men in wrestling. Oh, right. That's... So he makes it Carmelo Hayes, Josh Briggs versus... Uh, Thea Hale and don't help me Blair Davenport why I have such a mental block for her first name it's crazy what do you usually call Lindsay all right because that was an American tennis player in the 90s I think Uh, so then we get a segment that's the family and they're celebrating I guess winning the titles and they continue to feature the new woman in the group whose name I don't catch and she speaks with uh, the same sort of stare like just come on like cartoonish accent she's putting on there uh so trick and mellow are backstage uh trick offers to help mellow and be his backup for mellow's match tonight against briggs but mellow doesn't want it he wants to do it on his own trick understands and i actually didn't pick up any animosity or anything in this segment this week so i don't know they're good for the moment again it appears but mellow still doesn't want any backup wants to do it on his own which will pay off tricks always like i understand that i don't remember what the finish is now lyra starts to make her entrance because she is defending against Zia Lee, but Zia Lee comes out on the ramp, kicks her in the head. Lyra's down. A can she wrestle is the question. <laughs> I act. Oh yeah, I almost told you in the moment. Booker T said something that literally made me laugh. Actually, maybe what was it? first time in a long time. So when <laughs> Lyra basically gets her head kicked off here on the ramp, and Booker just says she should have drank the tea from the tea ceremony Why? last week because that would have because then Zia Lee wouldn't have been so angry I guess was the point it was funny anyway she should have drank the tea I guess um, then we get Idris Enofe and Malik Blade taken on um, Umberto Carrillo and Hector Garza what Angel Garza sorry Angel Garza wow Hector Garza on oh, hell Garza what are you doing now so their match like they're doing the whole thing of oh their match had to move up because Lyra's been taken to medical and can she wrestle etc cetera, etc cetera. she can obviously can we she get, coexist uh gory bomb cutter by the cousins I thought was a pretty cool move the heels end up isolating blade we eventually get an anafe hot tag we get a pop up kick to the midsection and Garza and Korea win that was their finishing move an okay. assisted kick to the gut anyways the match was uh, I guess nothing really special mostly just a showcase for Garza and Carrillo since they're the team getting the focus right now I actually kind of like them I didn't think this was the best showcase for them but I did think Garza looks good uh he looks really aggressive I like them as a I team always like Garza he, he was decent and you uh, always hated Carrillo for some reason uh, Carrillo is so boring he's a little better now but I, yeah. I still love him um, I did hear it. Josh Briggs backstage, I think it was, with Henley and Jensen. He doesn't want either of them at ringside because this is his big moment. Fells, uh, and again, there's some sort of tease of dissension in this little group. And it's kind of interesting they chose to have two segments pretty much in a row where people are refusing help. Baby faces are refusing support at ringside. So we do then get Mello and Briggs. 
And it's obviously Mello trying to use quickness and agility. And Briggs is really coming across as like the big powerful guy in this one. He ragdolls Mello on the floor, throws him over the announce table. Then a flurry of power moves once they're back in the ring. Mello finally strings together some offense, ending in a scissor kick for two that obviously Booker T was a big fan of because that's his move. Big choke slam and a boot from Briggs that turns Mello inside out look pretty good. Mello eventually sets up for the nothing but net, but Lexus King gets on the apron. That's what it was. Mello knocks him off, then Briggs hits a huge clothesline and a moonsault? Question mark. Briggs pins Mello. Yeah, I didn't know that. So again, out of context, the match itself, actually pretty good. Um, Briggs looked really good, but it does nothing for Mello. Somehow this match was mostly about Josh Briggs, and like... Briggs was dominating even without the Kind of like um, Russian White. Yeah. Um, Mello seems to be spinning off into a Lexus King angle, which I don't love because I haven't been impressed with Lexus King, and I think this is like a step backwards for Mello. Yeah, he's fallen a little from getting the title. So basically, he just got dominated and lost to a mid-tag team wrestler, right? Mid-card, not mid, mid mid-card tag team wrestler. (laughs) Distraction or not, regardless. So it seems like odd booking to me, obviously... I was going to say they want Mello out of the tournament, but don't they do like the everybody that lost gets a last chance? They in? typically do. I don't know if they did it last year or if they're going to, but they do typically do yeah. that in like Money in the Bank and stuff. So who knows? Uh, then we've got Lyra insisting, I guess she's back with medical, insisting on having her match against Zaya go on, of course. And she says she owes Zaya a kick in the face. I made you watch this. Vaughn Wagner goes oh, to, do you want to talk about that? Goes really. to Robert Stone's for dinner. Uh, and, that was not good. And so right away, I'm like, my first thing is, and wears a tank top. But they're aware of it. So Vaughn does, like, I bore my best tank tank top. He His acting is... He's bad. His acting is terrible. Robert Stone's wife's acting is terrible. Stone is fine, but it's like... His kids You are, asked it, why are the kids better than the Vaughn? The kids Wagner? are my favorite part. Yeah. So Vaughn brings brownies, but he ate a bunch of them on the way. Stone's wife and kids are there. They eat the pasta and sausage, the little sausages that Vaughn loves so much. Vaughn has poor table manners. The kids are gobbling down the food. The kids are complaining about getting bullied at school, and Vaughn basically asked for the kid's name, so he's going to go and beat up children, I guess. I don't know. He's going to table them. So anyways, this was awful my question was it so awful that it's almost back into entertaining because i laughed at this a couple times it was so I stupid laugh it was almost bad enough so I don't know. poorly acted and cheesy and awful but i felt like it knew it was it might be one of the worst things of the year it was pretty bad um almost so bad it was funny i don't know almost maybe uh, almost uh wesley then has an in-ring promo talking about when he was champion he felt like he belonged and had finally found himself and the fans accepted him um, when he was the champion and he wants that back so he needs one more shot at dominic mysterio at deadline dom comes out to the ramp and i, I unfortunately agree more with the heel in this he basically Again. is like hey wesley man you're really good at getting these people to feel sorry for you right which i think is true then he also is like oh by the way so you want a title shot let's review you lost to Ilya dragunov you lost to carmelo hayes you left, came back, and lost to Corbin. And now you think you need a title shot. I'm like, oh, fair point. <laughs> so he says now that Wes has to face three other former North American champions. I, I saw it's Gargano, Reed, Oh, they did. And... They told us later. Uh... Um, Gargano, Reed, and... Grimes. I'm, yes. Because, uh, like, I forget, because he was, like, he was champion in between Mellow's two reigns, so he was pretty, like, forgettable. So... 
if win if west can beat all three he gets a title shot if he doesn't then this is his last shot at the championship wesley Wait, accepts what? if he doesn't win it's his last shot so does he get a shot either way no so sorry then he can't have any further shots i okay. think is what i meant to say okay so i thought dominic outperformed lee i didn't think lee sounded super comfortable as is the case sometimes with wesley and i again agree with dom right this guy doesn't deserve a title shot but at least like clearly now hold on I was about to say clearly Wes has to win these matches, but NXT people don't beat legitimate. So how do we rectify this? It's also one match, I think. It's a oh, is it only in one? Yeah. Oh, so he could pull that off, I guess. Because clearly they're going to give him another shot. Where else are they going with Dom? So he's going to have to beat established main roster people. That, well, Grimes isn't exactly that is, that on the Grimes takes up, the pin, I guess, probably. probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be Gargano. I mean, oh, I thought it was three separate. I misunderstood. I'm pretty sure it's a four-way. Okay, so that could be interesting then. That would make more sense. Pretty I guess I was hoping for like a month-long build. That would. I, I would soon. argue that makes more sense because then it's like a thing you can have going. But deadline soon-ish? I don't even know. I think it's beginning in December. You could probably pull out through. I'd actually, yeah. I don't know. Actually, I don't even know. I can't even say. Everyone knows about the Andre Chase scandal except for people watching TV. Does this make sense? Mm, probably not. I don't think so, and I get annoyed. So the investigation is continuing into this horrible scandal we get more cracks in briggs and jensen because briggs is backstage talking to tiffany stratton jensen and henley show up and wonder what briggs and stratton were talking about it was actually fairly innocent um but again we can see there's something going on so thea hale and blair davenport had a four minute qualifying qualifying match uh davenport won because thea hale was looking out into the crowd yeah i saw that wondering it was again why that, she yeah. wasn't getting chase U support so does she again. have something to do with this scandal like again i guess it's just a general chase U apathy i don't even know people know about it but we're not allowed to know about it the match was nothing special davenport gets the iron survivor positioning and the chase you scandal continues i guess it just annoys me that the chase you supporters is know there what's even going like a on. hint of it or no it, yes they're kind of hinting that it involves the family they showed a couple like some maybe cheating they were sort of recapping the thing and there was something it makes it feel like yeah they're involved but I think they think they're building interest in this, but I just get aggravated. It's either nobody knows and we're all wondering. Like, so there is a scandal or there's something in those pictures. Fine. But how do dozens and dozens of people are annoyed enough to, to, to like boycott out. them? Yeah. And we don't know anything. Right. It doesn't make sense. There's a bit, bit of a disconnect. There is. Uh, I told you there was a really good Corbin pre-recorded segment that I couldn't find. I was going to show you that as well. But it's basically him kind of putting over Dragunov and going like this guy came over to America he left his family he left his wife and kids he never sees them other than on a screen he oh, lives really? alone and he's all alone and stuff and blah 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 he made all this sacrifice and to come rags and him. the only thing that um he loves that to comfort him at night basically is the title and then he's like boom where's me I live in this huge mansion and I have all these cars and I have an amazing wife and kids and they're all here and I drink expensive <laughs> liquor and smoke expensive cigars and I'm like living the life kind of thing. So I thought it was really funny. Um, and again, he, he has no shot of winning, I don't think, but a really good promo here. He's really comfortable and believable as this prick sort of thing he's portraying. Um, and nothing he said here was really off base either, right? Technically. And his words, because as soon as you put bring his family into it it's going to allow Dragonov to go to that he's going to go off the handle, ultra yeah. intense level that only he can really do so i thought that was really good uh dempsey and thorpe had a boring four minute match thorpe won with a roll-up 
the heels beat him down after the match. No one comes out to help Thorpe. I mean, I really, you and I both like Dempsey, but I do. He's in like a enhancement talent stable. It's been a while since he's been like. There's nothing substantial for him to do, like a four he did minute better enhancement in, uh, match. What was it? Do you familiar or whatever? In UK, yeah, yeah. Because his style's so cool and interesting, but and Thorpe just continues to be a guy for me. I don't see much in him, and I don't anything he's done since his arrival. That match with Kemp, the whatever it was, was fine. And that, it raw underground. That was the best thing he did so far. Uh, then we get the family get another stereotypical mobster segment where they're taking envelopes full of money from members of their organization and the new woman whose name I should probably learn is there and prominently featured again. Uh, but then when Tony and Stax leave, Creo and Garza attack them in the parking lot. Help comes and Garza and Creo get in a car and drive off and Tony yells that they can have their match if they want it. So let me just run this back for you. The baby faces in this are the heads of an organized crime family, and the heels in this are trying to honor their dead grandfather and win tag titles. Does that make sense? Uh, no, no, it sure doesn't. But anyways, I, it's true that Garza and Creo are wrestling as heels and are coming across as vicious. It's just, I don't know. I don't... When you put it like that. The family don't make sense to me. I like Stax actually more than Tony, but anyways, that's what we get. Ariana Grace continues to amuse me. This week, she's out complaining about Carmen Petrovich attacking her from behind. As she struggles to find the beauty in Petrovich, even though she can find the beauty in everything. Complains about the stench in the arena, but she loves us all. So she's super inexperienced, I think, at this point, And she's already got a pretty good character. So I think it could only get better as she gets more experience. And not trying to be rude, AEW, but she already has more character development than you almost every bit, woman yeah. in AEW. Right, and she's brand new. More than she does. Only other thing, main event. I quite liked it actually. It was Lyra Valkyria successfully defending, obviously, against uh, Zaya Lee in a pretty good ten-minute match. Lee went for her knockout kick. Lyra came back with hers, and then hit a Samoan driver, which I think is a more fitting finisher than just the spinning kick she's been doing. But I thought Zaya Lee looked better than she did when she left NXT. I can't say I've seen her on main roster at all since maybe, unless she's been on a PLE. I probably haven't. Zaya Lee. Yeah. No. So I think I wish she would stay because I kind of like what she's doing here as just like a killer. Obviously, she lost tea. here, but um, I thought she looked pretty good. And I liked the, the Samoan whatever driver as her as Lyra's finisher. A solid main event. Not amazing, but a good match. Um, only thing from Impact I have, because again, they lessen my workload by only having one match that was current and everything else was. So it's the Gravy Boat Turkey Shoot, if that's the right name. Um, random teams where you basically have whoever takes the pinfall wears the super or sorry the turkey suit, so you know it's a mid card heel that's gonna lose because the whole gimmick is the person really really doesn't want to wear it, and then we get the point and laugh as they finally are forced to wear it. So it's the Good Hands, Champagne Sing, Jay Vidal uh, versus PCO, Johnny Swinger, Jake Something, and my apologies to Mike Bailey being involved in this. Whoa, I know PCO, whatever, I don't care. Anyone else, I don't care. Five minutes, PCO choke slams Jay Vidal, hits a moonsault for the win. And Vidal looked terrified taking that moonsault because it's just like dead weight at this point, right? It looked pretty good, actually. It's like just a, a ro throwing a rock into the river and it just sinks down. <laughs> That's right. And surprise of all surprises, Jay Vidal does not want to wear the turkey suit, but a Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans sort of make him keep his word and put it on. Match does nothing for me. It doesn't even feel like it's canon, right? Because it's literally the only thing on this it's whole not, show. It's not... 
Not really, because like, I don't know if he, he's not going to wear it next week. I don't know. It's it's weird. But I will say, of all of this, I, I think Jay Vidal does a really good job in his role as like the flamboyant stylist or whatever he is for Giselle Shaw. Like He's super believable. So I think he's kind of a a cool minor character. Um, maybe there's potential for him to do more. He never gets anything but squash, so I can't say... Like, if he's really good in the ring or not, I don't think he's bad. Right. But I think his character work is pretty good for Impact. And that is all I have. Do you have anything from SmackDown? The one thing I have from SmackDown was last, but I told you, uh, Ridge Holland walks out on Butch. Yeah, you're, you're in, so uh, happy. Match against you're Deadly. so hopeful. Uh, I would have reversed it. Um, I would have had Dunn walk out, but it finally appears like Pete Dunn could be on the horizon. And I was promised, I was explicitly promised and by this by Triple H this year. So we still got enough time to turn... Pete Dunn into Pete Dunn. Even if he has to babyface for a week, or a, sorry, not for a week, for a bit, that's okay. Yeah. As long as he's Pete Dunn, you Pete Dunn him, then you turn him heel. Boom. You wish. Pete Dream Dunn. on, kid. It's happening. It's happening. The brawling fruits so. are dissolving. It's I, gotta happen. I'm fine with it happening, obviously. It's, it's Love gotta Pete happen. Dunn. It's inevitable. Inevitable. It, inevitable. Ace Austin. No. Who's inevitable in AEW now? Samoja. Right. Uh, okay, so that will bring us to, I guess we're going to do a little bit of a preview of a PLE that is happening tonight, and that is taking a look at WWE Survivor Series War Games. All right, let's preview this thing. I did, I'm not coming in totally blind, but I don't, haven't thought about it a lot. I always seem to need feel the need to clarify the amount of thought I put in. <laughs> By the way, I did win Full Gear, right? I assume I probably, since you never went back to it, I probably won. Probably. I feel I'm like I did. I'm pretty sure. I think I... We didn't include it in our video. I definitely missed a couple notable ones. Yeah, I think I did pretty well. Anyways, what about Survivor Series? Oh, yeah, we didn't include it. I think... When did I mention it? I don't... I think we were looking at it as we went. Yeah. As we were watching, but... We didn't tally I, it up. No, we did not. Um, alrighty. First one we have is Dragon Lee versus Santa Escobar with... The Carlito replacement. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick Escobar because he's fresh off a heel turn. They need to keep him strong. And while they have been giving Dragon Lee TV matches, but he, he's been being like Axiom, Cedric Alexander, and maybe Grimes, I don't think they really care about NXT I people agree. more of the time. And I just think like you need to... Escobar can't be doing this big heel turn thing and then lose. And I assume... I feel like Escobar was supposed to beat Carlito too, so I don't think they would change the booking just because it's Dragon Lee. And I think they're kind of happy with Dragon Lee being the... He has really good matches guy for now. Yeah, maybe right? Carlito will be involved or he'll come back, but I still think... It's Escobar one of those, like, based on their positioning on the shows right now, with yeah. Escobar having a fresh sort yeah. of story, it's That's for sure I him, thinking, yeah. I think, yeah. Um... Next, we get Ripley versus Zoe Stark for the women's world title. Um, I like Zoe a lot. I think she's good. But I don't think she's quite main title level yet because she needs more work out of the ring. So tell me, so, what have they been like? What is her? She won a battle royal. That's it? No real? Is she affiliated with anyone? No. She's a baby face? Yes. Because okay. she turned on Trish like a little while ago. Okay, I right. And there haven't, I remember that. There's been nothing since she then. She was in a five-way at Saudi. Okay, she. so I have hopes that this is a good match i just don't think she's gonna be agree ripley. ripley's still in a good run with the judgment day so i don't think there's any chance zoe stark wins no if you if she hasn't done anything of really. note and ripley is like mm -hmm. the focus of everything so yeah. it's ripley uh next we got gunther versus the miz for the intercontinental title i'm picking gunther because miz is fine and all but he's far from his peak as a character agree back when he was in the heel ic champion of 2016 2017 fame even 2018 if you want to go there um I think him being Gunther would be a huge disappointment. Agree. Um, sorry, it has to be Gunther. Yeah, and like it's not time. 
And Goons that was on an incredible run. Uh, this would be a damp squib of an ending. Um, also, saw in a couple more months, Goons are going to overtake Miz's combined days as champion. Mm-hmm. So wa- give him another record to break. And at this point, Miz doesn't need another run either. He's had eight runs. A couple of them have been one day. Uh, and like, I should that would be just like padding the resume, like of the Cena. Or, and at know, this whatever. point, whoever beats Gunther should be made. And Miz doesn't need it. And I don't think they want to me, focus on this him is again. Kind of like Moxley and Cassidy, yeah. where like Miz doesn't need. It, whereas I, I mean, I like Moxley a thousand times more, mm-hmm. but. It's more so there's this long run where whoever's going to win the title is a made man, mm-hmm. and Miz doesn't need that. I heard Miz somewhere they were saying that Miz, in his promo or whatever this week, said something about he's reinvented himself so many times. Like, p- pardon? No. Not he, really. No, he's been the same. He reinvented thing. himself once. He's he did probably that. Holly, I'm since. a Hollywood whatever guy, but that was not then that he much was more, He's from, probably last time he probably genuinely reinvented himself. Like Jericho, you could make that argument. That's what he was trying for, to say, sound for like. Sure, I think. but like last time he probably really reinvented himself was maybe like 2010 or 2011. Yeah, uh, he's been largely the same. He's been like babyface and heel, but he's been largely the same. I think so. so anyways, it's gotta be Gunther. I don't Agreed. know why it'd be Miz. He's been heel until like he won this title shot. Now it's like kind of weird because they're both kind of heel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, next we move to the women's war games matchup, which is Becky Lynch, Shotzi, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair versus Damage Control, which consists of I have thoughts on this one. Everyone except Dakota Kai, which is Kyrie. She's back. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, Asuka, I don't know why I still EO. EO and Bailey. Um, so they're running the Can They Coexist storyline in this one with Charlotte and Becky, so that's already something to look forward to. Hmm. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, it's simple here. The baby faces will overcome their differences, conquer the heel group. Four to five dentists agree on something, and nine times out of ten, the baby faces win war games. Most of the time, it's over a faction, too. So Nice. I, I'm going to take the heels here. Right. I would hope that this like reformed, sort of rebooted heel group is going to be a group of mismatched. And yes, there's a couple huge stars, Lynch and Charlotte in there, but Shotzi's in there to take this pin, I think, or to lose. I, mean, I just don't under... I don't think you can say we're rebuilding this group and they're going to lose their first I don't know if thing. randomly adding Asuka is rebuilding. I feel like they could maybe even lose and then or you could start... You have the, Bailey the Japanese exile. girls turn on Bailey. I think, yeah, so. I think the Joshi kind of group is coming. But I just like to think that an actual group that they're trying to do I will something get, I'll with get there. won't lose to I'll a group there. of randoms. So I'll, I'll take the heels for that one. Speaking of which, the men's war games match. Yeah. Codeth Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Uso, and Randall, Randall Keith versus Drew McIntyre in the Judgment Day, which of course consists of Dom, Priest, Balor, and my boy, JD McDonough. Yep. Um, so I'm going to contradict this thing I said just now and agree with you in your logic on that match because I said the baby faces win most of the time, and that is true. However, at least in the men's war games matches, there have been two times where the heels won. The first mm-hmm. one in 2017 with the Unspeed <laughs> Era and last year with the Bloodline. I think the, the Judgment Day are going to do the same because WWE <laughs> views them. You'll he, see why I'm laughing in a minute. Okay, he views them as the – sorry, they view them as the new Bloodline. Yeah. Um, And they're kind of on a run right now. They've got all the gold. I think WWE would want to keep them o- – Put them over and keep them dominant. I think also the thing with Orton and Jay could probably play a factor, and that can be storyline after. Um, hopefully McDonough doesn't take the pin. He is. Um, no, I think they're they're winning. So it's funny how you're contradicting your logic, and I am doing the same thing, and I'm taking the random baby faces in this one because I don't think Randall Keith loses in his return. That's that's my main it. factor, and I think JD McDonough is exactly there to take that pin. He's Shotzi in this one. JD McDonough is the constant punching bag. I know. I I didn't 
I don't think, think Randall Keith overly. Uh, I don't think he would take the pin at least. But no, like, I didn't. I, I did kind of shoot myself in the foot with that, but we'll, we'll it's see. It's funny how we both have this ironclad logic, and then we and then just throw we it just out reversed in the second one. Matches. That was awesome. I like, I like so, that, actually. That'll that'll make for a fun little uh, thing. At least yeah. we disagree. And then finally, uh, CM Punk, yay or nay? Nay. <laughs> I, I was like, what? I thought there was five matches. I just put that in there because everyone's talking. about like, it's not I mean, happening. It's not it's, happening. It's not, but imagine for a moment it is, and they it would be... an super surprised because they did reveal it's orton coming back so everyone's probably like exhaled and been like oh no punk. people are still like "Ooh, what if he shows up and then it's like he does but no he's, he's, not. he's not there's he's not, not in a million years i don't think they could stop themselves from somehow hinting or promoting it because that like i would the exact they do, thing i, I was just saying about, they said like um if the fan demand was strong enough because like it's not vince anymore so they would actually make the exact listen. thing i said about orton that he would doesn't sell tickets the opposite's true of punk as much as i don't want to say it that will sell buys and tickets right so there's no way that's a collision there's no way wwe would not use that if yes. they could they're, that they're gonna leave money on the table as you they would have say, like said like to surprise they've us. done like i feel like te- people at least view it as teasing promos where they say best in the world and be like Ooh. i don't think so don't i'll think say so. no i don't think so either but anyways, uh, I think that's going to bring us to the end of 175. You've got to get ready and get to work. I've got to do the my little production I do on this and get it out before I go to that indie show. So we'll uh, finish there. Again, if anything amazing happens that we feel the need to rush down and talk about Survivor Series War Game, we will. But I think it's most likely it'll be squeezed into episode it probably 176. Will. It, this is not going to be a full gear scenario. I, I can't can imagine. Almost, I can say Although, with confidence. if we find the time to come down and do a video, they seem to be doing well. So Yeah, maybe we that can. might be the only time. It, hey, if this show sucks butt, I'll think about it. Because yeah. what was the last one? Fastlane was horrible. Yeah. So if we love it or hate it or just get time we might come down so just keep an eye out for that we'll definitely be back next saturday for episode 176 and until then everybody take care